<laughs> I was about to do my part. Yo. <laughs> I can't. Yeah, I, yeah I the can't. stream decided to pause you. Did it? Yeah, it's like real quick. It was like Okay. And it I doesn't like, it doesn't matter. Nobody's here for the first 30 seconds of this part anyway. But the red light is on, which means we are live. We are back for part two for the Road to SummerSlam. The Road to SummerSlam show, gentlemen, did very, very well. So we're doing it again. There's a part two. There's a lot <laughs> to dissect. But don't get it twisted. We are not here to break down SummerSlam. That will be saved for our SummerSlam preview show. But the buildup, the road, there's a lot of questions that need to be answered. And guess what? The realm is back mm -hmm. in tonight. We will answer every last one of those questions. At least we'll try to. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Right after this, let's get it. Houston, we have a problem. Yes! Welcome to the Wrestle Realm Now podcast, where we take a deeper dive into the world of professional wrestling. Now, you can watch <laughs> you can watch all of our Wrestle Realm content anytime on youtube.com slash the wrestling realm. I am your host, yours truly, the man, the myth, the legend, the realness himself, the real Dwayne Allen. He is your host, Brian H. Hollywood, Brian H. Waters, <laughs> the Jack Daddy. He's your host, the Belt King, Brandon, the guy, guy in the building. And conspicuous by his absence, he is your host, Brother Hugh, H to the A to the S, T to the H to the E, 3 to the R, to the D, Brother Hugh. He will be joining us shortly. No, it's, it's just listen to me, because if anybody knows you, you were, you were yellow and red. Now you are black and white and still. Hollywood Brightage. But you can follow us on all social media platforms, Instagram, Twitter. Are we calling it X yet? Mine's still no. Okay. No, so I'm not calling it X. I refuse. Pretty soon, pretty soon we're going to be saying follow us on Instagram. Still a baby. Threads. Oh, no, it may be in your heart. <laughs> Threads, 
and Facebook at WrestleRum. Two W's. Like, subscribe, and engage in the conversation with us. You can also stream and download all of our audio content on Anchor, Stitcher, Podbean, Pocket Cast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. You would think by now I have that memorized, but guess what? I don't. Hey, the watch chat us. is on fire. Oh, uh, here we go. So this is this is how we like to start things off. Watch and subscribe to our Twitch channel at the Wrestling Realm. If you want to support the Wrestling Realm, that's right. We have a website and we sell merchandise. Bam! <laughs> WrestleRealm.com. Shop now at WrestlingRealm.com. As you can see up there, it says it. For proud wrestling fan t-shirts, Jack Daddy Brian H t-shirts right here. Look at this. Bam. Look at that merchandise. As well as this. This is our latest. This is one of our latest drops. This is one of our most popular things that we have right now. A logo uh, pattern after one of the original, if not the original, Monday Night Raw logos. That's right. We got a retro vibe to it. So if you want to support the brand and you want to be a part of the Rust and Rum, or at least look like it, head over to rustandrum.com. We have hats. No, we don't. We have mugs. We have crew necks. <laughs> we have hoodies. We have all types of things and so much more to come. But guess what? You can't get it if you don't head over to rustandrum.com and support. That's right. We need this to pay some bills. We can't do anything if we can't afford to do it. God dang it. So support us. rustandrum.com. Merchandise, branding, all the above. Not only do we have merchandise, guess what? We have a Patreon. That's right. Subscribe to our Patreon channel. It's patreon.com slash wrestling underscore realm for all exclusive shows and bonus material. There are things we can't say on the live show. There are stories we can't tell, but guess what? Brian H. starts plenty of them. He writes about them as well. Also, there's a number of different things that are coming exclusively to patreon.com, but we're trying to get our subscribers up. You can subscribe for just as low as a dollar. That's right, patreon.com slash wrestling underscore realm. But guess what, though? Not only that, we have sponsors as well, so we have to take care of the business. Mm-hmm. SeatGeek.com. If you are looking to purchase tickets to concerts, live shows, sporting events, and more, head over to SeatGeek.com where you can purchase promo. You can use our promo code WrestlingRealm. That's right, to save yourself $20 on any one-time purchase of $50 or more. So if you have never been to SeatGeek, and you have never purchased tickets. Ladies and gentlemen, tickets cost a buttload of money anyway. Save yourself $20 by using promo code WrestlingRealm. Yes, SeatGeek.com. Use that promo code. Save yourself a couple of dollars. Do yourself a favor. It's, it's, the summer's not quite over yet. We have SummerSlam coming up. There's a few live shows. We still got some concerts. We still got some 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 summer nights, jazz festivals and stuff that's in the area. Beyonce ticket. The, the, is it, what's, the, what's the tour called? Who knows? But marathon. if you want to see, I guess I can't keep up. You said the marathon, Nipsey Hustle. I said Renaissance. My bad, bro. I didn't hear you. Okay. <laughs> yeah. If you if if you want to purchase tickets, save yourself a couple of dollars. If you have never used this promo before, any one-time purchase, get twenty dollars off of that purchase using promo code WrestlingRealm.com. Well, now that we've gotten that all out the way. Hmm. Dum dum dum. Usually I'll no. hit the button, but you know what? I'm just gonna do it anyway. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Championship <laughs> culture featuring Brandon the guy. Guy, that's right. The belt king himself has brought his brand over to the wrestling realm, and oh, he has true. done a magnificent job of taking mm-hmm. belt culture and bringing it to the forefront on this platform. That's right, brother. So, brother Brandon, first of all. Appreciate you bringing the brand over because I'm gonna tell you right now. <laughs> I, I said this to the group text earlier. The ratings are up, <laughs> the views are increasing daily, and it has a lot to do with championship culture. But speaking of championship culture, brother Brandon, can you tell the people what this show was? You go every Tuesday, correct? Every Tuesday, 8 p.m. You can always catch 
you can always go back to the Wrestling Realms um, page on YouTube and see the whole playlist of Championship Culture if you happen to miss a Tuesday at 8 p.m. where there's always a new episode uploading. But this week, uh, this mm-hmm. past Tuesday, mm-hmm. I recapped a whole weekend of wrestling that I had. But when we Using get to the streets, it was, ooh, yeah, it was a streets. weekend. It was a lot of wrestling and a lot of wrestling-related content. So I would encourage you, if you're interested to see... And I always say every belt has a story. All I'm going to do is hold this one up because since Brian H. Waters wants to be showing off a thank you somebody shirt. I'm yeah, just I mean, just it. thank you, Trish, the GOAT. I'm going to just leave this here so you can see. I don't know uh, if you know the five-time Impact Champion, but I'm going to James wrote you a love letter. She definitely wrote, I about to say, she wrote you like a whole paragraph. But it's a video footage of her signing it. So you, if you want to know who this 11-time world champion is inside, you know, this TNA knockout belt, which is pretty, pretty, it's a pretty belt. Check out Championship Culture, the last episode of um, A Whole Weekend of Wrestling. It definitely didn't disappoint. Stick around to the end because there's a special message that was kind of close to my heart. And I was able to help another person add another story to that belt. So mm. check that out on our YouTube channel. Whenever you get a chance, especially after you watch the wrestling room now tonight. That's what the belt king does. And and if I was a betting man, it's, it's either one or two people that signed that title. It's got to be either Gail Kim or Mickey James. But guess what? If you want to find out for sure, head over to YouTube.com slash the wrestling realm. Like you said, he has a playlist, championship culture playlist, where you can binge watch on all the previous shows and content. It's Trust me, it's great stuff. If you're a wrestling fan and you understand how important championship titles and culture is to the community, Trust me, it's on the platform. So shout out to you, brother Brandon. Like I said, and ratings are up, man. It's ridiculous. What's up, yeah. Dylan Matthews? Let's uh, address the chat real quick. Oh, okay. That's hold it. on. Let's just let's just jump into it right now. Go ahead. Yeah, we got in Dylan. The in the... <laughs> we got got to come up with a jingle for that or whatever they call it. Yeah, we got, we got we got a segment for that. Yeah, uh, Dylan <laughs> in the building. Shout out to Let's my aunt. It. Hey, Kelly in the building. Her and my uncle Troy. I think they on vacation, so okay. Give a little wrestling talk. Uh, oh, she says she's about to get hers in black. So I'm assuming that's one of the shirts. Uh, love the intro. That was, that's a, a real Dwayne Allen special right there. He one day just showed up like, yo, look what I just did. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> 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 you already know who that is. That's uh, Queen PR. Shout out to her. We know Krista B is in Jamaica. So we definitely send the love and prayers her way. Oh, shout out to the homie. Ed Fries 2002. So that looks slick. What size do they go up to? The shirts that is, I'm not sure. I think they I think, four five X. Yeah, I think I think we we this time when we created the shirts, we made sure that they they went all the way up to, I guess the high size available. So I, I think mm-hmm. it does go up to four and five X for the t-shirts. Maybe not for the crew next, but the t-shirts are available. Like I said, it's got definitely got retro vibes, Monday Night Raw feels to it. And like I said, I mean, why not? If you want to support the brand, why not look cool in the process? You feel me? <laughs> Hey, I'm just saying, I think uh, one of them might be making an appearance in New York this Saturday. In uh, New York. <laughs> yeah, shout out. Uh, I'll reveal my outfit. Um, Shout out to Dylan <laughs> Matthews. He said the Russell Rome is up and they want the smoke. <laughs> Bro, D- Dylan Matthews is all the way in Australia and he's faithfully yeah. here first. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's here before we are a lot of times, man. So definitely shout out Yo, to Dylan. Dylan, Dylan be the riding the whole, like, the whole wave on Wednesday. This is Thursday for him. Yeah. He's in the future. Uh, he's there you literally go, exactly. in the future Yo, watching wrestling around. He come through the fan club. He come through the Twitter sphere. Dylan been everywhere. So actually, but Dylan hey, through, um, you know, 
Brian, previous do you need a, um, previous do you need what? A belt to travel with on Saturday. Come on, man. This is the trolling I'm talking about. Do you need a belt that like, travels? Why? I have the wrestling I mean, traveling belt. If you need, I got one. mine. Mine's got to get out there too. You know. Okay, you want all right? Because you know, I just wanted to make sure we if we need a traveling belt. Needs to a belt I wonder why it hasn't found its way to its rightful owner. I don't know. It, it, it felt like background. Stone Cold trying to get the. Uh, remember when Austin was trying to get the uh, WWF the um the smoking skull, 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 skull back? Yeah, bro, that's how I feel right now. <laughs> it looks good sitting next to his brother, doesn't it? Look, you know how you know how the Rock used to come out with the smoking skull belt, and just cut the promos <laughs> like it was his, <laughs> and he could have had a funeral for it. It's it's ridiculous, man. It's, Yo, it's when I used to live on that side of town, it, this the title would have been in my position a lot longer. But I was gonna say real quick ago. about that moment you just brought up. Think mm-hmm. about like '99. That was one of the best follow-ups after Mania. You know how after Mania usually stuff starts slowing down, but '98, '99, they was cooking. You can it even say cool 2000. Off. I don't think yeah, it, it, I don't think it cooled off to no because SummerSlam and heated right back up, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, they kept what? it going the whole time. The business was just hot. What a time to be alive. That's why I say Russin owes me nothing. Yeah. All right. Real Except quick. I, I, I know we got to talk current stuff, but I saw something on Twitter and I want to get your opinion of it. Well, let's let's do oh, hold on, hold on, real quick. Before okay. you can you, hold, can you hold that real quick. I just want one yeah, more. Oh, I, I, I wanna... I'm going to forget this one. <laughs> <laughs> it, must one. it must be a doozy. I want to give a special shout out once again, because uh, when you said going to New York, I was about to say, speaking of New York, mm-hmm. we, w- we want to spend a, sesh- a very, very, very special thank you to Janelle from HR from the Jabba Tears podcast, as uh, as well as Battle Club Pro for joining us last week for our Wrestling Around Now podcast party. We had a blast. We had a fun time. Mm-hmm. And and I think, brothers, we haven't missed yet. Everyone that's been on the show has been extremely lit, have been extremely fun. And guess what? They have stayed not only for the Wrestling Around Now podcast party. <laughs> they all they stuck around for Wrestling Around After Dark. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> when, when, when the lights go out and the show is 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 officially stopped there's another show that goes down and she was such a good sport man she um she like said, this is a, she definitely came back like this is this is a big weekend for her and battle club pro as well as mm-hmm. the java tears podcast and she's done so much in the rust industry so if you're not familiar with janelle from hr from the java tears podcast is battle club pro please get yourself familiar with her she's an amazing lady that's done some great things and we just want to say thank you for being on our show last week taking the time out of your busy schedule we know everything coming up but this is a big weekend for her and the crew, so I just wanted to make yeah. sure we shouted her out before and they we, gave uh, us a shout out Thursday on their live show. Oh, good. Yeah. See, I didn't. Yeah, yeah I got to go back and watch it because I didn't. I didn't catch it, but yeah, Thursdays at two p.m. They are live. I usually catch it on Facebook. Usually mm-hmm. while I'm in post production. Um, but yeah, they they doing their thing. Uh, one thing I will say this: I'm gonna make it very loud and clear. This thir- uh, this Friday, this Saturday, I am mm-hmm. on Team Sir Wilkins. The brother will get it done. Two and zero, baby. Let's get it done. Sorry, Simon Miller. Simon's my guy, but Sir Wilkins. Team now, Sir I, Wilkins. I got I got I got no problem. I'm on, you know, shout out to also our good brothers, Sir Wilkins and Mr. Black of the Job of yes, podcast. Sir. Um, but I don't trust you, Brian H. It's because the last what? time you went up, well, last the last time I remember you been in New York and you mm-hmm. got you, you you showed up a face, but you left as a heel. Well, see, but if you have a mystery opponent, which I said is going to be Bright H. Waters, but I'm gonna just we, definitely we, not. So if somebody, if somebody that's, that's what the been, person who is the mystery opponent would say. Well, that is that is true, man. I watch Scooby Doo. <laughs> Scooby Doo and his gang of cartoon teenagers would have said the same thing. Well, I'm probably the only person here that don't watch, didn't watch Scooby Doo. The only thing I remember Scooby Doo is Scooby Doo WrestleMania. Um, Come on, and, man. and you, you watch that with the children. That wasn't even yours. It's like. <laughs> 
That was like a decade ago. Scooby Doo. You got mm-hmm. exactly. You got that for the children, for, for my freaking godchildren. That's what you did. Well, my one wasn't born yet, but yeah. That, yeah, of she course. was. She, yeah, because she was. Jonathan had to been about what? Four. Yeah, that was almost a decade plus ago. Like 2012. Yeah, like 14. Okay, yeah, okay. I knew it was around sometime we graduated. It was all a blur after a while. Yeah, oh, trust me, I know. But um, yeah, <laughs> no, nah, Vax is uh no, nah, see the last time I never declared, I just said I was gonna make sure everything was handled. Uh mm-hmm. and I went there and I just reminded Bougie that every time I'm in the building, he's undefeated. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he has a four no record when I'm in the building, and I reminded him of that. And it was three and at the time, it's now four and So you know, you know, you know what I hear when you say stuff like that? All I hear is, all you fans throwing all this trash <laughs> in the ring. You all can stick it, brother. I told you to say your prayers and eat your vitamins. So that's like that's that's what I'm hearing right now. Just hear yeah. my heel tactics. But you know what though, Brandish, I'm with we're not gonna make this about you, brother. We're not gonna we're not gonna put mm-hmm. you in a hot seat, even though there is a very special guest that Janelle said was supposed to be showing up that we mm-hmm. don't know what's 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 going on. I, it may have it may have international implications. Would you? And we try to get her, we try to get her to break last week and say, <laughs> but it didn't work. She's good. She's real good. And we're She's trained solid. journalists. All three of us here are, are trained journalists. People don't realize that That's all of true. us have degrees in broadcast journalism or television production. We took the classes. We know what we're doing. And and none of those tactics work. So I don't know. <laughs> She's solid. She stayed solid. I respect that. But we're we're gonna find out Saturday. I'd let, sooner rather than later. Do do mm. you know uh who who runs Battle Club Pro social media? It's do, either her or Joaquin. Okay, Joaquin so Morales. Shout out I, to him. I'll be I'll be sticking close. I'm gonna miss mm-hmm. the show to Saturday. But, but Brandon, are you still undecided about what you're gonna do Saturday? Yeah, I haven't figured it out yet because you, uh, my belt might have to make. <laughs> nope. It see, <laughs> I haven't, I haven't, I'm sorry. Uh, I, I don't know yet. <laughs> <laughs> I might, have, I might have to hit 95. I don't know yet. I will mm-hmm. definitely let you know on Friday. Because if I do, it'll be sitting front row. So that way, if you see all the clips, you'll I see. I mean, maybe I could take it to SummerSlam next weekend. You I know just, what? That I, would be good. Once once again, what's going on? I don't see. This is, I'm, I'm, first of all, I'm being bombarded right now, right? Because I hear you guys. And then I look over, I see my child left a note. Like, uh-oh. Can you oh, mind? You got it literally says, "Can you remind my mom to fix me coffee tomorrow?" Like, why are you leave me notes before I'm get on the show? Look at that. That's what that's what happens. So this is you see why I can't like this is the youngest I got, one. Yeah. So I got I got. Oh, you I drink got you. coffee, nephew. Drink coffee. I don't. Not really, but he just you know no, he wants to taste the, every goddamn thing. His mama cousins got. do. They, they they drink it like faithfully. Well, see that's how my cousins were. They grew up. They was throwing it down like it was hot chocolate. That was you know. Now my mother told me I was too active for coffee, so she refused that and chocolate. She wasn't. She was like, no. <laughs> not getting none of that, but uh, yeah, I just I'm sorry. You guys talk about passing my title around. I got a note over here talking about coffee tomorrow morning. I can't. This is too much. <laughs> you see, this is why I don't have my I don't have my title now. It's a lot going on. <laughs> I see. But but if 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 there's a lot that's going on, mm-hmm. it's definitely this road to freaking SummerSlam. But tonight, good brother. I'm sorry, brother. Before you go to the road to SummerSlam, Uh-oh. I would be remiss if I did not mention that on. Monday night, mm-hmm. our brother Lindbergh had. Oh, yes, stuff. he was on the show. Yeah. Yes, I have to talk about it. Shout out to Lindbergh for actually. Shout out to- I, I ruined one of the cardinal rules. I knew that we were recording Monday night for Tuesday morning, and I said, How are you this evening? I'm doing goodness. I said, Oh, I broke KP. So I apologize, brother. I broke <laughs> your cardinal rule, Terrible, but it's going to be on. 
it was it aired on Tuesday morning. It's actually a two-parter on 103.3 mm. The Goat. And his yeah. show is called Inside the Huddle with Lynn Burt. He had me as a special guest, and I can tell you, thank you, brother, for having me. It was definitely level 10 the whole time. I was hype. He was hype. And now I had to do an hour time versus his time. So 11 o'clock at night, you're talking about burning the midnight oil. Oh, he has no problems. <laughs> yeah. Lynn has no problem. And Lynn, I have not forgotten about your brother. We owe you a wrestling room t-shirt. We're definitely going to get it to you. I was just going over that today when I was going over the books financially. We're going to, we're definitely going to make sure that you get your t-shirt. Um, I'm trying to figure out a way where every time we have a guest on the wrestling room, that podcast party that we kind of give them a t-shirt, just, you know, in good faith. So we're trying to work that out. But Lynn, I haven't forgotten about your brother, but also, like I said, shout out to, uh, to Lynn Burton, to Lynn, and uh, Brother Brand, how, how how was the show? I know you just broke down and stuff like that, but how, how did you enjoy yourself on the show? Because Lynn is, like I said, Lynn is one of us. He's that's why we call him the honorary realm because he gets in the gang, and it's like it's it's like that cousin that comes over, and then you can't tell who's all cousins because you all act like siblings. It's like where's the mama at? And it's like yep. no, it doesn't matter. Whoever the woman <laughs> is, she's the mama, whether the mama or the auntie. Well, I can appreciate that um, this show is high energy, high impact, and it wasn't about. What happened on Monday Night Raw? It was more about the status of wrestling or what's your thoughts on certain things within wrestling. You know, you asked mm. me about AEW, how do I feel about it? What is the difference in like Dynamite and Collision? He asked me certain things. So it was the thing he even asked about my history. I shared the story about how I met Brian H. Waters, kind of embarrassed him a little. If you want to hear that story, yes. you know, wait a minute. Well, yes. Wait. yes. Wait a minute. Yes. Then we talked about the belt story and my, um, my favorite belt. And come to find out, it was one of his favorites. And he asked me, of course, about belts. And then we went on to talk about some um, factions throughout the years of history. We ranked them. So it was a good time and got to see. We almost was on the same wavelength with some things. But I will tell you, if you have a chance to check out Limburg, if you didn't want to know about anything, it's comics, wrestling, anime. He's got it. He's the man. Big time. Did you guys get a chance to talk about anything else outside of wrestling? Because trust me, you'll be there for six hours talking to Lynn about all kinds of things. We did table yeah. that. He said he wanted to get me on the other show where they okay. talk about comics, but I so gave him the disclaimer. I'm a DC guy right now. If I have to talk about Marvel, I'm gonna go all the way back to the 90s. And you know, but he was the, like, oh, the golden era. Yep, because I've been a DC fan probably for the last 20 years, probably closer. So a, a faithful one, See, even even you good, bad, or indifferent. Sorry, Brian. I know you don't know anything about this right now. This is when Brian starts tuning us out. <laughs> but I starts doing social media stuff. He starts. Yeah. No, that's not definitely definitely shot. I'm, I'm glad you. I'm glad you definitely caught it. And also shout out to uh, your brother who make it to uh, Drew's show, Drew Willingham's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what I thought. He just What's popped up. up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I looked up, I'm like, oh shoot, I didn't realize he's. So, show, so shout out to Brother Hugh. Like I said, he's uh just take some time to get himself situated. You know, everybody needs to take some time to, you know, regroup and you know recharge their batteries. So he's on he's on a well deserved break, man. But he'll be back sooner rather than later. So we definitely appreciate you, uh, Brother Hugh, getting your good rest. But definitely shout out to you and your time on the Inner Out Sports Debate with our good brother, another honorary member, Drew Willingham. The man has has gone through so much and such a talented individual. So I can't wait till we get Drew for the um for the podcast. Wrestling Rum Now podcast party. It's going to be a blast. Are you talking about the king of shenanigans? I thought we were bad until I ran into uh, <laughs> Drew Willingham, man. So definitely shout out to him in the inner out sports debate. And then he you know why? effects on there. It's a wrap. Bro, <laughs> boom. Oh, the fly. Him, <laughs> him and Sir, Sir Toba Media because it's the struggle is real to be awesome. So definitely <laughs> check check that out. So 
See, this is what I'm talking about, man. This is how it's supposed to be, the brotherhood. Just making mm-hmm. it happen, man. Everybody hitting towns, everybody running shows. This is what makes us like, we went from being like Triple H, Shawn Michaels in China to like full-blown DX, killing the ratings, showing up at WCW's <laughs> door, knocking on doors, Raging War and WCW. But speaking of Raging War and WCW, I don't know how that really correlates, but who gives no, a goddamn? No, I was thinking, because I was thinking NWO. <laughs> you made a segue. You, you, yeah, you was Kevin Nash right. all day. He just he comes you, to my ass. It ain't just because of the height. He just like uh, yeah, just <laughs> pin me, pay me, let's go home. <laughs> where, where does he rank on your favorite wrestler list? He's up there. He's okay. up there. Ye- years ago, I had like I had it written down. Mm-hmm. I had a list of my favorite wrestlers, and I realized that after the top four or five, they really could just all kind of rank anywhere. But he yeah. was he was up there in my top ten. So like my most people that know like my top three or four is like Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, which is one. AJ mm-hmm. Styles, Daniel Bryan is two. No, The Rock is two. AJ okay. Styles, no, yeah, Macho Man Randy Savage is three. AJ Styles, Daniel Bryan is four, and like five is like you can it, from there on down. But Kevin Nash is up there. Like a true sign of one of my favorite wrestlers is when I like go back and I just watch random of your matches, even if I didn't like mm-hmm. what you were doing at the time. I didn't like like for instance, I'll go back and I'll if I like something that Kevin Nash did in Impact, I'll go watch an Impact match from back in the day. Wow, <laughs> which is few, few and far in between because I, I didn't like Silver Fox Kevin Nash and I didn't like um short hair Kevin Nash that pissed me off. Like, or like <laughs> I'll watch his feud with Triple H from 2004, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or I'll watch the WCW World Championship match with him and Booker T in a cage match, you know what I mean? Like, and that was during mm-hmm. a, a really, really bad time in WCW, but I'll go and watch their matches. So he's he's up there for me, man. He's always was, you know, me and my brother always gravitated towards the tall wrestlers for obvious reasons. <laughs> Yeah. News, news slash people, news slash people. I'm tall, so I don't know if they know that or not. But yeah, he's six foot twelve for the record. As, Just that's, look at the YouTube channel, bro. That's literally Brandon's take for everything. He's six twelve. It's like he said that one time in public. Everybody's like, "Huh?" They were looking at me. I'm like, "No, that's not a real thing." And I kept that's, a straight face and walked away. But that's what mm-hmm. he does, though. He does that. He it's like that's like that's like that moment where you fart and you walk away. And somebody walks in it, and then people look at you like you did it. And you're like, "Dude, what just happened?" They're like, "Oh, now mm-hmm. it was you." That's what he does. Well, straight face. But uh, there you go. Who you needs sell it? When you got when you got <laughs> when you got brothers like that. <laughs> oh man, we're already starting with the shenanigans already. But mm-hmm. gentlemen, SummerSlam is coming up, right? And 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 there was such a drastic response to the road to SummerSlam, and I think it's important is because the road to SummerSlam is starting to become just as important as. The premium live event itself. Would you guys not agree? A thousand percent. Yeah. So it's like the the, the build up. Like we, we we spent one week. We spent we really spent like almost a week and a half because the first a week before that we tried to tap on it as it was just starting to begin. And then last week we began to really two weeks ago we we took a deeper dive into Yo, it with, what, the... what just happened. <laughs> uh oh. My bad. <laughs> Yo, it's two people I'm tired of getting compared to. Who's that? Cedric Mullins and Xavier Woods. You just can't catch a break, can you? No. Somebody put on uh, Instagram or the Ringer Instagram. The best thing about Ringer Wrestling having Instagram is now discover Hollywood Waters is actually Xavier Woods. Wow. <laughs> Jesus Christ had dreams to so shake him. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> you remember back in so back what 2015, mm-hmm. when I was rocking the cruddy, it was always Zeke Elliott. 
And I'm like, come on. Yep, like, I remember one that. time yep. I'm in the chicken box spot and the dude was like, yep. Oh, I thought you was him from the Cowboys. I'm like, bro, first of all, I'm like five foot nine. He's probably like six one, like or five, he maybe just, he five. Did, he just, he just like, wanted to tell you that. Get it off his chest. And, like, and I, I had a Cowboys hat on. That was when I was like a actual fan. But I'm like, dude, like chill. Now cut it out, dude. Come on, man. But yeah, that joint caught me off guard. That's all. No, that's okay. Listen, this is what the show is about. It's live. I'm glad they caught you off guard. Because mm-hmm. I'm sure it probably caught your man off guard when Hollywood wow. <laughs> Brian Ace took over the time slot. All yeah. you fans are throwing trash in this ring can stick it, brother. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> but SummerSlam, the road to SummerSlam, mm-hmm. like I said, it's, it's starting to become just as important as the event itself. Uh, Dylan Matthews believes. <laughs> Look, Brandon just had to put it. He said he went for Baltimore. A chicken box spot is a carryout. <laughs> <laughs> a chicken it's, box is four wings and fries. That is four chicken wings and whole wings, not broken up wings. That that tell you about the time when I went in Connecticut, uh, and I yeah, was like did. four wings and they broke up in half. I feel bad for you, man. <laughs> they got you. No, worse than that is in Ohio they call uh-huh. Western fries JoJo's and they give you like three or four. I'm like, can you fill up? What, what, what you moved? You moved to Ohio, didn't you? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember two years I think I said a JoJo. I was like, what is a JoJo? And then they put like three Western fries on my plate. I said, that's it. I only said, get what? three, only get three JoJo's. What's going on, man? I don't know. Who does this? Where do they do that at? But okay. Clearly in Ohio. <laughs> shout, shout out to our Ohio listeners. See that, that's mm-hmm. a whole that's a whole that's a whole market. Look at Dre. Dre said Western fries at that. <laughs> Sorry, mm-hmm. sorry, ladies and gentlemen. This is all this Baltimore. We're never looking at the SummerSlam. We could. This is this is what happens when you just this is, enjoy it. They come here for the shenanigans, right? And I always say, look, I ain't got time to be playing with y'all all night. I got to drive tomorrow. And I oh, always what's, say, what's, what time do you got to be out tomorrow? The championship culture. I yeah. said, like and subscribe and join in the conversation because we mm-hmm. do engage. What, what time do you have to be up tomorrow, Brian H? <laughs> I don't have a exact pinpoint time. <laughs> All right, my bad. We got we got to let Brian. We got to get to this because Brian H has to get some sleep. He has to drive tomorrow. He actually got sleep. He's and got you it. know, for the people out there right now, yes, mm-hmm. the podcast is up because I do put the podcast up immediately because I be checking the numbers and people be like, oh, a lot of people already depend on this for their drives to work and stuff. So yeah, I, I mean, to be one. <laughs> we got him out of his coma, but let's stop distracting Brian H. Man, he's got to drive tomorrow. SummerSlam, uh, here we go. Auntie playing, uh, come on, yes, let's get to it. Oh, <laughs> uh, here we go. She's ready. Come on, she's ready. SummerSlam, brothers. Let's let let's. Why is SummerSlam so important? Let's just start there. There it is. I, I didn't I didn't get a chance to ask you guys what did we watch because we sat there for the last first thirty minutes. I don't know what we just talked about these last thirty minutes, but thirty life. minutes just breeze past. There you go, real life, but. What makes SummerSlam so important? We we uh, SummerSlam has always had this moniker for being the biggest party of the summer, right? Mm-hmm. And for the most part, that has been pretty much true. But why? Why is SummerSlam so important to our wrestling calendars? And and not only that, but where the storylines and the things we like in the matches fall this time of year, and what does it lead to going into um, going into the fall? I guess as as we as we close out the summer. For me, it's always a thing where it's like the last thing, the last opportunity where wrestling fans have everything focused on that outside of baseball. But let's mm-hmm. be real, like nobody watches, excuse me, 
not a lot of people watch baseball un- unless their team is doing well until it gets to October, right? Like uh, like us, the Orioles are doing good this year. Oh, yeah. Shout out to the Orioles. Man. They lost two straight, but they'll get together. Hey, we'll, we'll figure it out. The thing is, it's always been like when they say the biggest party of summer, it's the thing mm-hmm. that caps it all. It's right before you go to school. Like traditionally, it was right before you go to school. Usually that first week of school, you was if you had wrestling friends, you was talking about if they saw a summer slam and the fallout. You know what I mean? Uh, in church, it was always the whole summer you leading towards. It was like the same way you build up to the youth choir anniversary or whatever. You build up, <laughs> <laughs> you build up the SummerSlam every right. Sunday, man. So, so what you think the Rock gonna do? What you think Austin gonna do? What you think you know? So, and this year's no different. You look at what the Bloodline has been doing. You know, they still the Bloodline got daggered, but you look at what they've been doing. They just been like cooking and. You could say Roman, a part-time champion. No, he's not. He's he's picking his spots. And he's being that, like, it's like, they, it's actually smart because it's the way they sell the ratings to Fox and FS1. Like, the FS1 ratings were through the roof and had the highest ratings ever because of your tribal chief. So, um, overall, just when you look at, like, the road to SummerSlam, this year is a lot smoother. Last year, <laughs> you remember, he who shall not be named. You know, yeah, because every time we mention his name, we have technical difficulties. Exactly. He was leaving. And then then next thing you know, it got thrown in Triple H's hands. And then it was like, OK, guess what? Um, Brock Lesnar quit. Oh, wait, did Brock quit? Brock walked out. What's going to be the main event? He came <laughs> Brock, back. Walked, walk, Brock walked back in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but, you know, it's, I mean, it's obviously so many bills, but a lot of times it's the, either the start of a new story. That's mm-hmm. going to climax. Um, a comeback to a story that we thought may have ended at WrestleMania, and we get back into it, as we saw like last year with Bianca and Becky Lynch. Mm-hmm. Um, or and a lot of times it's also the beginning of what's going to kick you off into the road to WrestleMania. And what I would mean by that is you kind of get an idea because you're going to go see, you kind of <laughs> get to penciled in what's going to happen at the Royal Rumble or Survivor Series as you get ready for the road to WrestleMania. So uh, it's the summertime WrestleMania for sure. The summertime, you know, granddaddy of them all. So some people love SummerSlam more than WrestleMania. Not me per se, hmm. but it's definitely my. It's, it's it's second. Well, it's tied with the Royal Rumble. So okay, brother Brandon, why is SummerSlam so important? I think it's been important because when we think about the big four pay per views, they mm-hmm. all have a different feel to them. So you always look forward to that type of feel because we know when WrestleMania season hit, we know we so glued to the Royal Rumble because the Royal Rumble is going to give us that road to WrestleMania. Then WrestleMania hits and we're still on that wrestling high. And we're like, Oh, this is great. This is great. And then it's like, Oh, SummerSlam is like a, another shot in the arm for you to say, look, here's something else for you. And then Survivor Series usually implications of matchups that we might not have seen or matchups we might have thought about you know, more with the traditional Survivor Series things of, you know, teams versus teams, this versus that, especially now with Triple H going war games. I feel like we're going to have Survivor Story on steroids versus years before. But the thing about SummerSlam, it, people say it's the WrestleMania in the summer. I just feel like it's the, the, the resurgence because a lot of times for that WrestleMania to SummerSlam, it can be a roller coaster. It's either up or down, up or down. But SummerSlam mm-hmm. gets back focused to, into wrestling, what's going on? Here's the newest feud. Here's what we've been trying to build. 
bam, here's the thing. Let's keep it rolling till you get to Survivor Series, then Royal Rumble, then WrestleMania, and then we start to cycle over again. No, that makes a lot of sense. And uh, when you think about SummerSlam and its hook, if if you think about all of our favorite SummerSlams coming up, uh, as we appropriately notice the changes in the times, and what I mean is SummerSlam in in the new generation is is was was one different build of expectation versus new the new um, SummerSlam build during the Attitude Era or the Monday Night War era was one level of anticipation versus kind of now in this modern day era that we kind of still enjoy, even though we're we. You know, we're way past our prime when it comes to what we experience. But it's like it, the fact that there's this underlying current when it comes to SummerSlam, right? It's huge. It's made to be a big deal. It's mm-hmm. you know the the WrestleMania of the summer, and and I respect WWE for kind of taking that approach, is because anytime you can pick a part of the year and do these mega shows, this is what I call these the SummerSlam, WrestleManias, the Royal Rumbles. These are these are mega shows, and, and even now it's to the point where you take some of these side pay per views, and you're leaving the country like we did with with, uh, with um, backlash in Puerto Rico. You know what I mean? Like that was a big deal. And and uh, what was the pay per view we did in um, in Canada in Montreal? Elimination Chamber. Elimination Chamber. Elimination Chamber with Sami Zayn kind of head headlining. You know him and him and Kevin Owens kind of carrying that mantle. So it's like. It makes sense, man, and I think it's such a special time of the year, and and there's so many traditions that come with SummerSlam, and we have so many great memories, but for those that may not be familiar with us or have listened for the first time, you guys want to talk about some of your most famous SummerSlam memories? I thought he was about to say, for those of you that thought that gospel music has gone too far. See, let's, this, this is, <laughs> it's not even Sunday yet. Your mind's already there. For those of you... <laughs> I'm not going into it, but... <laughs> for those for those of you that may not be familiar with us, <laughs> I said it anyway. For those of you that may not be familiar with us, uh, you guys want to talk about some of your favorite SummerSlam moments. And like I said, I think one of my favorite parts about SummerSlam, one of my favorite SummerSlam moments is that it has nothing to do with WrestleMania 9. So, <laughs> Barney, yeah, yeah. So, like, the best part about talking about my favorite SummerSlam moments is that we don't have to listen to Brian say anything about WrestleMania 9. It's not, it's not WrestleMania, it's SummerSlam. So you we we usually on the same side when it comes to SummerSlams. Just not manias. Manias is like we need to have like a mania debate show and just like call up the gang and just have a just a whole a, just a whole old fashioned shootout. But anyway, SummerSlam favorites, gentlemen. What what are your favorite memories about SummerSlam? What do you guys remember the most? What are the things that kind of impacted your brain as a wrestling fan to say, you know what, this is why SummerSlam is SummerSlam to me? Well, I'm gonna go back all the way to like my first favorite SummerSlam memory. Mm-hmm. And no, it's not Brutus the Barber Beefcake main event, which he did. Thank, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> no disrespect um, to Brutus, but God dang, for that to be a favorite moment. Sheesh. No, nah, nah, it was. <laughs> um, but it's definitely, to me, still the greatest SummerSlam match in history. I think you might know <laughs> where I'm going with this. I, I'm. I got a feeling. Um, that's a good one, Dylan. Um. Uh, it took place for the first time the Intercontinental Championship main evented the show. Mm-hmm, Brett the Hitman mm-hmm. Hart versus Davy Boy Smith. Never before got to. Yeah. Has I wa- have I watched my favorite wrestler at the time lose and I'd be happy. Hey, shout out to AO from the Ringside Club. Um in the building. Yeah. Never before 
has my like I, I remember the buildup. You feel I think me? We all do. Yeah. And, and, and I remember I can bro, I remember going to <laughs> the cleanest with my mother. Wow. And watching like it in the corner. You know how like you know how like old black men would always have wrestling on? Of course. And it yep. was like in yeah. the corner. You remember superstars used to come on twice a day mm-hmm. at 12 and 4. And yep. so this was probably like the 12 o'clock. And I remember seeing like the promos between Brett and Davey. And mm-hmm. I never got a chance to actually see the match probably until years later. Um, okay. And, and, and shout out to Kelly. Her husband didn't record that one for me. Um, because my uncle Troy would always record stuff, but he didn't record that one for me. But why, why do you say it's not the animosity behind that? She's like somebody hadn't let that one go. No, I just really thought about it. like, wait a minute, why why did it take me so long? Can't blame anybody else but him. Well, you know, um, which ironically we will order the next year. We will order that mm-hmm. one. But uh, but yeah, that match, um, I go back and watch it every year. I probably if there's a match, I would say that might be the match I've watched the most. I can see Just that. It's doing the longevity. Uh, it's always usually like something I like write about um, if the article dictates it. But yeah, it's definitely mm-hmm. one of my favorite matches, not just the SummerSlam history, just sure. in wrestling history. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. What about you, Brandon? Any uh, particular SummerSlam moments that kind of stood out to you that, you know, that's, that's like I said, we all have these moments that kind of make us wrestling fans and it, it has us looking forward to SummerSlam every year. What what was that moment for you kind of coming up in your wrestling fandom? So <laughs> you're gonna laugh when I say this. Every time I think about SummerSlam, I always and this is just in the back of my mind, what does Brock one do? Because he's been hmm. so prominent at SummerSlams for so long. And it's always a thing where it's like he has you know how Shawn Michaels calls up like Mr. WrestleMania or like the Undertaker streak. I feel like Don't Brock do it. Uh, what? Don't. Don't do it. <laughs> what are you talking about? Go ahead. Dylan. I'm messing with you. Dylan. Uh, no, no, I'm I'm talk- saying, huh? No, Brian is just trolling you. He's being a heel. Because I know what you're going, and, and, and yeah. I'm not ready to give that title. I'm not ready to take away that title from Bret Hart. No, no I'm, I'm not giving him that. I'm just saying what he always has SummerSlam moments. See, there you go. I was let me finish the thought. Let me break something. So often. If you think about it, remember last year, what did Brock Lesnar do? Amazing, amazing moment. You know what I'm saying? Amazing moment. You hear me for that? Look what him and Seth did. Even the thing with him and Randy Orton, him and Triple H, him and it's always something that's going to make you say. You ain't going to talk about him and when Roman finally beat him the first time? Bro, why? why Well, I was getting, I was backtracking because I remember saying him Mm. and Orton was probably the most thing I was looking forward to and the most disappointed at the same time. But going back and watching it, I'm like, oh, it makes sense. But in that moment, yeah. I was like, you know what? Him and Randy really have it. If anybody can, you know, cripple the beast, it would be Randy. You know, we got the legend killer. He was like, he's Randy Orton. And I'm like, dang, they really haven't crossed paths. So, and to see that. But even so, with like the whole thing with that, John Cena, him, you know. Too well. Yeah, yeah. you're right. You're right. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, I'm not calling him Mr. Summerslam. I'm just saying, I always think about, because he's had the most <laughs> moments that are, memorable and I always say well what is he going to do this year with him and Cody as much as I yeah. don't want to see a dog collar match it might just be a cage match no, it might God, be no. something. Yeah. you know what I mean like it's got to be something because I don't know if other wrestling fans think that way Brock has some moments like when it comes to certain things you just automatically think like alright what can they do now like if you put 
Finn Balor in the cage. Now you're going to say, what is he going to do in the cage mm-hmm. after all yeah. the things that he's been through? You get what I'm saying? So yeah. that's that's what I was trying to hit at. So I I remember the Randy Orton thing the most because mm, I was okay. looking forward to it the most. Sure. And But now I'm like, it was disappointing at the time, but I get it. So SummerSlam for Yo. me was like, what's, what's Brock on this? Another memory, brother Brandon threw an epic SummerSlam party. SummerSlam ah. 2011. Now, it was so epic. Why did he it, drink the ice so fast? You see look, how fast it he... was so epic. Even people didn't want to leave. Ain't, <laughs> ain't, ain't, ain't no party like a Belt King party. <laughs> right. <laughs> look, at, look, at, look at him sweating right now. He, he said he threw the drink back real quick. Don't be afraid. You, you want to tell the people about that? <laughs> Did you want to bring it up? No, I'm just saying how great that party was. You know, you know, we had a good time. I remember being irritated because this is the one that the one Sunday I decided, like, my father, I, mean, I think, was that? Yeah, we both we had a quartet program that day. And yeah, anybody know me? It's a pet peeve when they book quartet on the same day as wrestling pay per view. Oh, yeah, he's pissed about that, ladies and gentlemen. If you don't know. <laughs> Brian Ace, he's like he's Brian Ace, but then he goes to Hollywood. Brian, he turns heel real quick. Oh my gosh! No, nah, because it, bro, like they be knowing gets... it's the same day, yo. <laughs> like, no, like at least no, like no. last year, my uncle booked his the day after because he knew though he's a <laughs> wrestling week fan. After he knew it, it actually wasn't the day after; it was a couple weeks after. But you know what I'm trying to say. But like, yeah. be, I'm like, come on now. Like, I remember one time we, my father had a program booked on WrestleMania, WrestleMania 22. Needless to say, I didn't see Ray Mysterio win the title live. Um, and by the time I got home, they, you know, they talking about it. Oh, yeah, earlier tonight, Ray Mysterio won the title. But um, yeah, <laughs> so that day, I remember we get there. So I was like, man, and I'm sitting there, I'm like, Dad, I'm ready to go. I gotta go. And I think <laughs> and I'm like, I remember you know what? And I was like, I just need to get to my car. And this is before Uber. So I get there, you know, Brandon got a house full, you know, we sitting there, we eating. Uh, chips and, and, and drinking sodas and stuff. And then he's like, yeah, man, it's time to go. So then said person, I mean, we're not dropping names here. You got to pay your Patreon. Said <laughs> person had a whole <laughs> proposal for Brother Brandon about all this cool stuff that he could do and all this stuff that he was good at. And Brother Brandon's like, okay. Mm-hmm. And anybody know Brandon? He, he shows his expiration. Like, he, he don't like people as it is. Y'all getting a new side. But then when you in his space too long, <laughs> then we got problems. It's like after a while, look, look, this is my bro. brother since 2000. So bro, I know it, it, it usually like we both have that. Uh, OK, it's like at the same time. All right, y'all, I'm going my way. You go your way. But homeboy wasn't getting a point, And I'm at the point like, all right. So if I maybe like I'm like, all right, I'm ready to leave. Maybe if I leave or start walking, he will get the hint. And then Brandon, if I was like, I'm getting ready to go to bed. So. <laughs> what? I'm really mad you pulled a, you pulled a, a, a freaking rush hour uh, Jackie Chandler. I go this way, you go this way. I go this way, you go this way. Yes. And one thing about if I have a party at my house, I'm usually very comfortable in my dress. I have a pair of t- a basketball shorts and a t-shirt yeah. and socks and slides. So all I gotta do is kick off my slides and get to bed. But if you don't see the writings on the wall, then it's time to go. Especially mm-hmm. when wrestling has been over they done aired the replay. <laughs> oh, <laughs> boy. I'm like, you don't got to go home, but you got to get the heck up out of right, here. Right. Um, yeah, so the TV's about to get cut off. Everything's about to 
everything's cleaned up, everything's put away, you're still here. Okay. Just, just start cutting lights out. <laughs> so it's it's, it's a, see look, it's a, that's that's what SummerSlam provides. Not only memories of us, things we got the chance to watch and experience, but these type of parties, I'm not even gonna get into it. But uh <laughs> so SummerSlam is for me has been like it's always been a sleeper pay-per-view, and I mean and I mean by that is like I I remember SummerSlam '98 vividly because I remember that was the year where, like, I re got one, like, bro. It, like, I got re like. First of all, it, the highway to hell build up between Undertaker and and um, Stone Cold Steve Austin. It seemed like forever. It was everywhere. It was on MTV. It was on every. Mm-hmm. I, like, I, I remember seeing. I'm just seeing that the epic, um, the graphic picture of the SummerSlam '98 with Undertaker and. Stone Cold Steve Austin, kind of like Godzilla and Sid Bad Guy, kind of destroying New York. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. And then, and then freaking The Rock and Triple H stole the show. You know what I mean? Yep. And it's, it's, but it's like, that's the one I experienced. Like, I was there for that one. But then I, I went back and I, I remember going back and watching Shawn Michaels and Razor Ramon, the rematch, the ladder match, which I still think was a, uh, Bet it was a better match than the one at WrestleMania 10, but the Russell one that it the one at WrestleMania 10 was so iconic and it has its place, and it'll, it'll always mm-hmm. be that. But it's like, man, I, I go back and I watch that match before I watch any other match, you know what I mean? And to me, that was my it, Shawn Michaels era. Like when I said Shawn Michaels was the guy for me, like it was one one day I'm Bret Hart, all the way next day I'm Shawn Michaels, and I lived I lived that way for years. Like that was mm-hmm. my lifestyle. I flip flopped. I flip flop more than a fan of the Monday Night Wars tipping from WCW to uh, to Monday Night Raw. You flip flop more than Big Show's career. More than Big Show's heel. That's face a burns. lot of flip flopping. It was. Right. I'm telling you, like that, and that was my lifestyle. That wasn't like every once in a while. Like every day, I woke up, I felt like Shawn Michaels. It was Shawn Michaels at bed. I know the next day, like you know what, I'm 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 pink and black intact. But but <laughs> SummerSlam has uh, so many memories. And of course, like I said, well, Brian, they said you can't deny freaking Bret Hart versus British Bulldog. At Wembley, like, come on now. That's that, these are all classic, and, and we could sit here and we could talk about SummerSlam memories forever. And don't get me wrong, we will. There'll be a time and a place for that when we get into our SummerSlam preview show, because that's not what this is about. We're here to talk about the road, right? We're here to talk about this SummerSlam and how it's going to compare for the many SummerSlams that we just discussed, and how is is it going to have that same effect, uh, brother Brandon? You just said about the epic main event that happened with Brock Lesnar and the Bloodline last year. One of the greatest moments in wrestling history. I mean, so fun, so memorable. I had a blast watching that. Like I, I'm, I'm as old as like, I'm past my expiration date as far as being a wrestling fan. And and the fact that I enjoyed myself as if I was like it was for me. And I'm like, man, that's what I enjoy the most about the product today and what they were able to do. And Brock Lesnar had a huge part of that. Of course, shout out to Roman Reigns, the blonde. Even Austin Theory got one one a piece of that smoke, right? So we're looking at this year's SummerSlam and say, okay, now this year's SummerSlam has to be whatever version of SummerSlam is supposed to be and have that same effect to us. And, and, and I'm noticing the things that's been happening to lead up to it. And I'm saying to myself, man, this is getting pretty intense. 
Cody Rhodes keeps getting beat up and he keeps getting knocked down and he keeps popping up. And I'm like, you know what? This guy is uh he he cuts promos every week. Instead of wrestling, he comes out there, he shows his face, he wears his nice suit, and he's one of two things that happen. He's he's getting beat up by Brock Lesnar, or he's mm-hmm. or, or he's cutting promos. <laughs> now the promo he cut on Monday Night Raw was I thought was extremely dope. It's because he talked about getting beat up in front of his mother, but he had he did this, he did this crazy callback where he was like, you know what my mother said to me? Like, you know why she wasn't worried about me getting beat up? Because she sat there and she watched my dad go. And I was like, oh, okay, there we go. You know, you know, we talk about crazy, bro. bro it, was, crazy? it made so much sense though. She was like, she just shook her head and left it alone. Like most people, it's like most mothers will be mortified to watch their son get beat up like that. And he's like, Oh no, see, here's the problem. You let me live. Because that's mm. nothing. If, if you think you think my mother was worried about that, you know, she watched my father go through, and I was like, Oh shoot, now we cooking with grease. And I'm noticing like these uh these these this these buildups, man. Like we we get Cody and Brock three. And I'm on the fence because I can see the match going either way. Do you guys think that what has been leading up to what we're starting to see as a finalized SummerSlam card, is it starting to to to, to build to a place where you feel like this year's SummerSlam is going to have the same effect as SummerSlams of years past? That's a big... That's why I did it on purpose. This is what you guys do to me every week. So now it's my turn to throw it back at you guys. It's a lot that's happening this year that I think can be very exciting and pivotal. Um, you Speak know, on it. Well, you talked about Cody and Brock, right? And mm-hmm. Brother Brandon did a great job talking about Brock Lesnar and what he means to SummerSlam. Uh, and I know I was, uh, you know, giving him a little bit of hell right there. I just, I'm, I'm very gatekeepy of Bret Hart don't get much, y'all. Y'all gonna let him keep SummerSlam? God dang it! Did, did you uh, see? Did you, I meant to, I meant to say this, brother Brandon? Did you see the look of relief in his face when you said, "I'm not ready to say that Brock <laughs> is Mister SummerSlam"? Brandon's like, mm. and I'm and like, for instance, I don't want to give anybody else that title because you can't you can't say SummerSlam without mentioning Bret Hart. Sorry, mm. you, to me, calling somebody a Mister something it has to stay with the old school people or whoever like paved the way. The only person. I'm willing to give a, a different title to is Miss because of what the women were able to do now versus back then. And that's sure. given Charlotte Flair, Miss WrestleMania, you know. Um, but, uh, you know, like I look at, like I said, just what Brock Lesnar and Cody are going to go out there and do, whether mm-hmm. it's a dog collar match, whether it's a regular match. I mean, the story, the thing about Brock is we can get bored with him or sometimes I would say post universal champion Brock mm-hmm. he's going out there and putting on epic like matches but telling different stories you could tell he's like having fun and he's not post universal champion he's post Paul Haven wow think about Oof. it that's when the shift happened once Paul Heyman left his side Paul Brock Lesnar went and said I can do this on my own look give me the mic watch what I do give me in the ring Man. give me a story He's wow. he's a different beast right now. <laughs> Literally, see, there you go. See, I see. I tried to throw that you guys with the question, and you just threw right back at us. Mm-hmm. I <laughs> but yeah, man. Um, so like that, right? Ronda Shayna is a matchup we've been waiting for. Oh, yeah. for a while. We finally gonna get it. Um, mm-hmm. so just that whole story. I mean, anytime you get personal vendettas, but for real life friends, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's always gonna cook. Uh, you got. Uh, Becky and Trish, I mean, just Trish Stratus at SummerSlam, you know, Trish is, like came back and really running the full loop. She's, mm-hmm. a, you know, a baby face, I mean, a heel, 
but she's really a full-time wrestler. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, then you got your special attraction match with Ricochet and Logan Paul. Like even Ricochet's wife clapped back at Ringside News saying, like, look, he's doing the most, you know, kind of like the most relevant thing he's done in his career. You know, Facts, man. So he's, many, he's got a spot this year. A spot, so many eyeballs. And he's yeah. not somebody that you kind of like worried about delivering in the ring. Never. You know, he can cover Never. up anything. He could like yeah. he did that Spanish fire and co- covered it up. Yeah. yeah Ricochet is a pro's pro. And I, I'm happy he's getting it because he paid his dues, man. God damn. Definitely. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he does the, the, the community stuff very well. I, I was at, you know, at Johns Hopkins at the time with him and Strowman and um, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross came to yep. talk to the kids. Yeah. And you just see, you, you always respect people. And, and like I, I saw Braun. Um, this WrestleMania past WrestleMania, and mm-hmm. when we uh, I did it, produced the interview, and I brought that up to him. I said, Man, I said, I remember when I met you, you said, like, that was like your favorite thing to do. He's like, Oh, yeah, man, he said, Still is, you know. And so, being able to see Ricochet get this opportunity against a YouTube star, what he's going to do, and, and, and like, yeah, it's a lot of truth in the promos, he's going to do something that's going to be get millions of spins on TikTok. You know, and Facts, and, and but people are going to say, "Yo, who's that Ricochet guy?" Facts. Logan Paul fans, because like he's the type of person of his fan base will watch. You know, and yeah. who knows what was the name? KSI might get involved and stuff. So yep. that's going to be fun. And and like I said, I mean, just the way the card is, it, it doesn't have a build up to ninety eight. Like ninety eight was just a whole different. It was a freaking campaign. Like somebody, was yeah, running for that president. was the- that was everywhere. That, what? It had so mm-hmm. much crossover appeal. MTV was showing the ads. It was everywhere, so much bro. Stuff. And, and like it you was- said, it felt like it took forever. You know, and I always like I always watch SummerSlam '98 every year. I'm gonna mm-hmm. watch it. I'm gonna see what they're talking about. And um, but I think this one is this one feels more like last year's felt like they rushed the recipe at the end, and it was good. You know yeah, what I mean? Because we were transitioning. Yep. The transition, the Leftovers. last minute, uh, the day. Yep. The, and the last minute additions. Like Bailey said, I think they got, she got the call the night before. And wow. said, well, can you get to Tennessee and whatnot? Yeah. Because Dakota and, got the call. She said, the Triple H called was like, hey, I need you here. And mm-hmm. she, she was like, sure. Yeah. Because yeah, remember, like, we kept doing anything on Sunday? I mean, yeah. Which was <laughs> Saturday. 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 Or Sunday. Saturday. Saturday, she said yeah. she got the call. Said, "Are you doing anything? I need you." And she came right through. And that tells you how powerful Triple H is, and how these wrestlers were still loyal to him. Well, and you no, got to think you... he was a lot of their favorite wrestler. You know, sure. a lot of them. Like, like that's like if we was there, right? We grew up. We, we, got, we was in school talking about Triple H, whether we liked him or hated him. And now you get the work I, order, I, and I hate, then I hated him. I, I hate feel him. you. Me too. Me, me too. But you know, like, like even listening to um Desmond and Xavier. Mm, uh, Wesley and uh, about to, uh and, and Carmelo Hayes talk about Shawn Michaels and how they got a chance to like you know just working with him and Carmelo said he told Michaels like dude he's like, I don't know what's cool anymore. he said dude you was cool back in the day like you was the epitome of cool so it's like they getting to work with their favorites and so it's that respect like Brandon said like okay sure where you need me you know even the guy I know he gets a lot of heat on Twitter Michael Cole don't help the spot sure didn't help, but a guy like Top Dollar, you know, said when he uh, got released, they him and Triple H constantly talked, and he would send him like his updates and matches, like, "Hey man, this is what I'm doing, this is what I'm doing." He said, "All right, you know, I don't." And then we brought him back. 
it's a lot of stuff like that. And I'm, I'm very excited about this one. I think in Ford Field in Detroit, there's going to be tears shed because the tribal combat. Um, Yeah, I know. Man, y'all, look, somebody going to cry. I know I say that all the time, mm-hmm. but <laughs> look, people was crying at the Roman J1 or two, I should say, after the, the Hell in the Cell match. Mm-hmm. This with one, whichever way. Hmm? With the guillotine. With the yeah. Yeah. You know, this one right here. Man, so yeah, I'm excited about it. Well, let's well let's let's jump right into that, right? Because I think that was one of the, the bullet points for uh tonight's show. You know, it's obviously, you know, it's the main main event, but ah man, this, this well trial... before you say that, let me throw this nugget at you, uh the mm-hmm. realness. Do you realize we might potentially have eight or nine matches on this card, and three of them are women's matches, and only one is for a title. Yep, they said it's a lot for nine matches. I think I think that is awesome that it's sharing that space. No, it's in and it's I think that's the part that if it's done correctly, you know what I mean? I think a lot of people look at women's wrestling says, okay, well, it's not this, it's not that. It's no different than what the way they look at um most people look at like the WNBA. And financially it may not be the juggernaut because it because if it stands on its own, it's one thing, right? But when you are able to include that aspect of the sport with the men's, you're bringing one audience together. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I think Triple H has done a masterful job of understanding that the women are not being booked like women, even as far as their characters. They're legit being given the same type of story, not women's storylines. She pulled this. my hair and I'm mad at you. You know what I mean? You, Get you all my makeup. You're in the mirror. Yeah, I'm going you, to throw this power in your face. You called me a hippo, and now I I have to prove that I'm body positive. Like you know what I mean? They're not giving them women's story. They're just they're treating them like legit characters. So shout out to Triple H that we do get three uh, women's matches out out of that nine match card that we have for for SummerSlam, and there's no doubt. He's got daughters. <laughs> of course, he's got he's got nothing but daughters. So yeah, you know what I mean. And, and he's got a and wife. The fact at, that it's at not home. a default title match either. Yeah, you know like, yes, it's not just okay. Well, somebody's got to fight for the women's title. It's like no, nah, these are these are women that have legitimate stories, um, characters, and 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 they have issues that need to be resolved. And as fans, we need to be a part of it, and we need to see it front and center. But but as far as issues front and center, good God, mm-hmm. what what were you thinking, brother Brandon, when you first heard that the bloodline was going to settle the civil war? Through a trial by combat match, uh, as Roman Reigns accepted uh, Jimmy Jay Uso's challenge at SummerSlam, what were you thinking when you first heard that? So, if nothing else has taught us about this Triple H dust, we got to pay attention to the words. Hmm. And Lynn mentioned this on his show. What is a tri- uh, a tribal combat? And then I said, why would they make it mention? That the elders suggested it. I instantly mm. became glued to this story because that put emphasis on the what's going to happen at payback. Because I said it when they first brought payback back, I said, I'm more worried about payback than I'm SummerSlam. But now, since you said this tribal combat and you said the elders knew about it, now my question is who is the elder or who are the elders? Because we only saw. Roman's father and his uncle put the lay on him that one time, and we've seen no other family members. 
So when they said, I said, it's got to be a reason. They put the symbolism of the tribal chief on the title. And does this mean that, like Lynn said, somebody can become the tribal chief without having the title? First of all, there's got to be a reason that he had to stop Solo from hitting them. Because nobody can interfere in this tribal combat. It's got to be just them two airing it out. So what's going to happen? Because if somebody interfered, does that break the rules of engagement? Because somebody compared it to, and I know this is two different cultures, like in Black Panther, how they fought for the um, the the crown. Like nobody could interfere. They had to meet. It was just them two fighting for the crown of the Black Panther to be the king. So is this them fighting for the tribal, for tribal chief plus the title? And could I win mm. and be the tribal chief without winning the title? Well, it goes. It goes to something that Brian Ish had said when um when we were we were watching live and he t- tweeted out. He was like, uh, when when Solo he looked at Roman, Roman walked away, and then he was like, he kind of had enough, and he went he went to attack his brother, and Roman stopped him before Jay ended up dropping him with a super kick. And he was like, oh yeah, he's gonna get in trouble for that because he's violating he's violating cultural standards at this point now. Mm-hmm. He's gone too far, and I was like, it threw me off because I was like, wait a minute, we still don't. To, to, to once again how it connects to what you said Brandon we don't know to the extent of who the elders are we know that the representation of the elders is Afin Sika because that's like that's their rightful place right now you know back in the day it was the high chief Peter Maivia we're talking in you know 60s 70s you know when he came to Virginia so like as things have passed down generations have come and gone Afin Sika have been the the physical representation of the elders, right? Now, we know they're not yep. the only ones, but they're the ones that are representative. And we still haven't figured out when they kept saying that the elders had sent Solo. Mm. That, because, that, you know what I'm saying? So, like, this is this this is what makes me nervous about SummerSlam when it comes to Triple H. is because this is supposed to be a regular wrestling match. But now I'm just like, man, y'all got me thinking like it's a Bray Wyatt story because there's still so many holes <laughs> that, that, have yet to be, that have yet to be filled. And I could be over overlooking into it. That's also a possibility. But at the same time, no, you had to forgive me because now I've been reconditioned. You know, we know how we struggled to be conditioned to watch the program based off who was running the show. And now the Triple H is running the show instead of he's, he's whose name should not be mentioned because every time we mention his name, we have technical difficulties. Right? Solo mm-hmm. Sokoa had Solo Sokoa before his debut said, I'm not joining my brothers. I'm doing my own thing in NXT. It's about what you call it. And then maybe like a month and a half later, he's on the bloodline. He's like, <laughs> I, and, and they literally said he was sent by the elders. We were like, wait a minute. He, he was a small street fighter in NXT. He literally did an interview that said, no, nah, that my brothers are my brothers. They're going to do their thing, but I'm here to do my own thing. That was disruptive. Right? He, he was, that's what he was there to do. Small street <laughs> fighter. So then all of a sudden, now, now we have some decorum, right? It's because what I'm noticing is that even in the beef of the bloodline, family tradition, family culture, and standards are still being practiced, right? We may be beefing, but at the same time, we have enough respect for where we come from to adhere to our cultural upbringing that we're going to follow the rules. Henceforth, what you said, Brian, is the fact that Roman stopped solo. It was like, nah. You know what I mean? If I'm mm-hmm. the top dog and I'm saying nah, ain't because we're looking for traditional sign the contract, flip the table and fighting. And Solo looked he looked annoyed because I think that's what he was expecting because he looked at Roman like he was crazy. And then he flipped the table. Mm-hmm. And Roman had to be like, no, not this time. You know, we watched it over and over again. Every time we see a table in the ring and two people about to sign something or happen to we know it's gonna happen next. And the fact that that didn't happen. Go through it or something, it's gonna get flipped over. It's Come gonna... on, it's it's inevitable. 
But the fact that it was like, no, 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 no. Our standards, our practices, and our culture are above what usually happens. And Solo looked like he didn't understand that, which is why he got to know, like, nah, we got him right here. Let's take him out. And Roman just looked at him and shook his head like, nah, no. you, you're wrong. Like, this is, this is not how we do things. And I was like, man, it leads me to a number of different things. And I'll say this because we have to move on. Um, and, and, and by all means, brothers, please jump in. There's something to the fact that they're still following standard blood standard practices as far as their mm. culture is concerned is because for all i know just because it's a civil think about it when you think about a civil war with the united states of america the north versus the south even when the north won they were still the united states of america mm-hmm. right the, the 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 southern states could no longer operate as one entity separate from everyone else and it was one, and guess what? It went back to being one unit un, under the standards and practices of the North rather than the standards and practices of the South. Right? When yep. Jimmy Uso first approached Roman Reigns about what he was doing, he never said, I'm sick of you, I'm done with you. He said, I just want you to respect this. You turned into a tyrant. It was supposed to be family. He said, let's do this the right way together. We're the ones, we're, we're stronger together. Roman was the one that said no. So it goes to show that there's a there's a sense of catharsis that's still there, that they want their family united. They just want it to be done a certain type of way. And who's to say? Because we don't know how this works in culture culturally, as far as um, people from the Pacific Islands and specifically the Isle of Samoa. You're like, man, like how many people fight each other on a regular basis and still wake? And whoever wins the fight, they shake hands, they dust themselves off, and you fall in line, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of people that's like what they did at first. But he had to use his brother for him to fall in line. Well, it, the same thing. Like I said, he, he beat up Jay, 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 and he said, Jay, I'm doing this for you. And you know, you know what the sick part about this whole crazy storyline is? Roman kept his word. Roman mm. said, I'm trying to make you more money. I'm trying to put you in these main events. And guess what? That's exactly what the heck he did. But he had to beat up his cousin because his cousin wasn't complying. His cousin literally screamed at one point, bro, I hate you for doing this stuff. And he kept saying, I know. It's okay. He hugged him. And guess what? He became the right hand man. He something clicked based off what Roman. What did Roman had to do? He fought his own cousin, and then he got in line. So, yeah. so we we all getting excited, like, oh yeah, the bloodline's breaking up. I'm like, Brad, I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure about this. What happens? What happens if Jay Uso goes, man, I lost Fan Square after speaking to the elders by tribal court? We have to fall in line. We obligated to do so. Like we're we gave up our rights by by participating in a trial by combat because i lost that tribal combat guess what the bloodline goes right back to the way it was following roman as a tribal chief and now we do what he say and we're obliged to do that it's because lost and yeah. we lost by our traditions that's that's what i'm saying man so then I, maybe the bloodline doesn't break up and roman does hold the title for another two and a half years i don't that's know man this is, about. this is what of course you would say that this is why SummerSlam has me twisted <laughs> right now because it's not supposed to be this it's not supposed to be this complicated it didn't used to be but thanks to triple h we we've we've gone a little bit deep, man. But I th- like I said, we'll we'll get a little bit more into this next week for our summer slam. Two weeks before it happens, right? We yeah, got we got two Friday weeks. We get, we got, Friday, right? That's show. Yeah, we, oh, we have one more. Next mm-hmm. next next Wednesday will be our SummerSlam actual preview show where we actually break down the matches and make predictions and all that good stuff. I mean SmackDown. We have two more SmackDowns, right? Um yeah, yep. Yeah. We have this Friday and we have the following Friday. Yep, because okay. that's we, we get down that Saturday, so we have we have we have two more weeks of uh television programming to figure out what's going on with that. But uh, uh another aspect of SummerSlam 
this is and this is this is and we'll probably close on this because we kind of kind of answered all these questions. Like I said, we're going to pick up the conversation next week, but let's talk about this guy right here. Dirty Dom Dom winning the NXT My guy. North American Championship. Now, a lot of fans were kind of in an uproar for obvious reasons because he's a heel. You know, Triple H just, Shawn Michaels has Triple H on speed dial. And he's like, dude, I want him, I want him, I want him, I want him to help me build this product. Triple H just, shout out to Triple H and Shawn Michaels, DX running the business and Road Dub. Dominic Mysterio is now, he beats Wesley. First of all, Wesley was, was um, shout out to Wesley. Uh, mm-hmm. Amazing talent, right? But once again, I feel like he, he was another guy that, that fell that fell to a lack of dance partners in NXT, you know what I mean? To, to, to keep him, I feel like where I feel like I would want him to be now. It's not my call because I'm not running NXT, but I'm just a fan. You know what I mean? Dominic Mysterio goes down and he wins it. He brings the North American champs to the main roster. A lot of people were upset and up in arms about it. Cause they were like, well, when solo had just won it or whatever the case would be, he had to literally give it up, relinquish it to go back because he was starting his journey on the main roster. And everybody's like, well, why is Dom? Why do you let Dom do? He's on the main roster, and I'm just like, to me, that that argument never made any sense, right? And, and, now, am I alone in that theory, or, or do you guys kind of feel the same way when it comes to that? As far as well, as far as it, it, whether it was the right move or the wrong move, or what the fact, like people, every time something happens in wrestling, people want to make it make sense. Yeah, and I'm like, well, why doesn't it make sense? It's because I believe in killing two birds with one stone if you if you can. Right, mm-hmm. a lot of people, a lot of people are just so straightforward. Like, oh no, it didn't make any sense because Solo had to give his up, right? Because Solo was starting a different journey. Yeah. Down in Mysterio, it's getting reps, so he yeah, can try. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say the judgment. You're, you're establishing the judgment day as a dominant faction across mm-hmm. the board, and there was no way you was putting a bloodline on NXT. Let's be real. Yeah, and that's the difference. Like the Judgment Day was still. You already had Finn going down there. You already had Rhea going down there. You already had Damian Priest. If they wasn't going down there, and they were already world champions, I could see they were already sure. like top, top, tippity top guys, as Bruce Pritchard would say. Mm-hmm. But like you said, two birds of one stone. Donovan gets to work with other people. He's at NXT. He's getting a little bit of Shawn Michaels uh, sauce because he's down there. So mm-hmm. it made perfect sense. Wesley, I heard people say. Well, how do you end the title reign like that? He lost to a guy who's the biggest heel in the company. Yeah, that's, that's a no big shame in that. Deal. Yes, it is. There's no shame in that. There's no shame mm-hmm. in that at all. Mm-hmm. And and it's like and and he gets he's going to be spotlighted in NXT still. And it's like wow, they found a way where to developmental is no longer like okay, this is the minor leagues to the big leagues. No, it's like hey, listen, he'll he'll get he'll get reps in front of a smaller audience. He'll be featured more prominently because he's a champion. He's already the biggest heel in the company. So it's like, man, you you you're taking that title to Raw SmackDown. If if you're not familiar with it, what's that brown belt that he has? Who's what is he? What is the mm-hmm. NXT North American Championship? And guess what? You know what they're doing after he comes off his promo? They're showing his commercial. Hey, by the way, on Tuesday, watch Dalton yeah. Mysterio as he shows up. And there, and there's with wrestling fans, we have a natural curiosity, right? When we hear something, we're trying to. That's why they have Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams randomly showing up on SmackDown and Raw, and they're special guests. They put them in the audience, like, "Oh no, this is NXT guys." The same way when guys used to debut in NXT, you know, at Takeovers, Drew McIntyre in the audience, Bobby Roode, EC3, you know, all all that all that kind of stuff. And it's like, man, is it what are, what are wrestling fans up in uproar about? Everything doesn't have to make sense based off what somebody else went through. 
Solo mm-hmm. was a, was legitimately a fresh face. Dominic is a draw. Like he's going to bring a lot of eyes to that product as North American champion, and he's also going to draw for NXT because he's carrying that title to the main roster. Like let's be real, Kevin Owens was the, was the pioneer for that. He was the first champion where they acknowledged him in their developmental system as being mm-hmm. a champion. He showed up on the main roster with his NXT championship and literally stepped on the United States champion and said, "This is why my title is more important than yours." Game changer. Yeah. Game changer because they were they were they never acknowledged their developmental systems titles as legitimate titles within the WWE. They were placeholders, right? And mm-hmm. and now you have a space where Dominic Mysterio, like I said, the biggest heel in the company right now, is uh once again he's 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 one of the top champions on a smaller show. He's gonna be a star. Like he's gonna he's gonna wreck havoc everywhere he goes. Where he may play second or third fiddle to the Judgment Day. You know, because, I mean, look who he's in the ring with. But guess what's going to happen when he goes to NXT? He's going to be the focal point. Me and Brother Brandon talked about this earlier. Go ahead. I was going to say, I love it. Um, I'm a Dominic Mysterio fan. Yeah, I don't don't get why people don't love it. Yeah, and and because I didn't... He was just another person on the roster. It was like, okay, Ray Mysterio, some wrestling, cool, whatever, whatever. You know, I didn't like the gear, but it was like, all right, it was cute. That's, let's call it for what it was. It was cute. See his father come out there. They had the matching Eddie Guerrero homage gear at last year's WrestleMania. But to see him, like, and even Conan, uh, shout out to Muscle Man Malcolm. Uh, he talked to Conan, and Conan was like, you know, it's fun to watch him. He said, this is this is a good kid, innocent kid. To see him show his range has been Big fun time. to watch. You yeah. know, so, and he goes out there. He knows how to draw. He, I mean, He's acting like his stepmom, Vicky Guerrero, for goodness sakes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. I love it. No, so, I guess my, mm-hmm. my thing is, and I said this to you, brother, I feel like I'm ready. The Judgment Day is great, but I feel like their story has become will they, won't they? And I, I'm glad you're bringing it up, man. We're going to go there. Go ahead. That's And that's that's my not my problem. But I feel like that's what's drawing me to the story because mm-hmm. if Finn wins from Seth, we have the limit of Damien going cash in. Is that going to cause a dissension? Thank Is you. mommy going to come and say, hold on, stop. No, let me get it together because she's the one accepting the matches for Dawn. She, she's done she's it before. Back. We'll talk about this. And the thing I love that they're doing with her, she's exactly what we were talking about back when we were talking about when the colors were on different shows with the belts, mm-hmm. giving them a women's world champion. We said Rhea needs a world champion so she can go and travel and do everything under the sun. And she's done that in NXT. She's popped up on SmackDown because it's still crazy to me that we had the Raw world champion, uh, NXT champion on SmackDown defending the title, which was made official by the NXT general manager. So they're on SmackDown. But that's what Rhea Ripley is in that space for. And I'm glad she's the world champion because I would love to see her put the title up against somebody at the next NXT show. Not at, um, is it the Great American? What's the next show? Um, NXT Great American, American Bash, yep. Not there, yep. but I'm saying at a following show. Kind of like mm-hmm. Seth went down there and did the same thing as a world champion. But then right. outside of the Judgment Day, I don't mm-hmm. think they need to remember. They got enough within them that it's always going to be that looming what's going to happen next. Because if Dominic drops it at the Great American Bash and that triple threat, who's to say he can't get it back the following week? Who's to say that the Judgment Day won't get the tag team belts and now Finn and Damian are going to be forced to work together and that's going to be what glues them back if Finn doesn't get the belt. So I'm just, 
and I do have another tip, but I don't want to. I don't want to take too much time. So, brother, you have all the time in the world. This is your goddamn show. What are you talking well, I'm about? Let's say this, and I'm not. You know, I'm like, you gonna leave us with a cliffhanger? I'm like, like, well, like don't, 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 don't do that. that. I'm very territorial when it comes to belts, and all I'm gonna say. Oh, this, we know. Collision <laughs> is great, right? Mm-hmm. Tony Khan, please take note on how you take your champion from one show to another and still keep him relevant. Ooh. If you can take the North American title from SmackDown twice now, you mm-hmm. gave it to Solo, put eyes on it, right? You gave it down to Dirty Dom and still have mm-hmm. eyes and it still be relevant in NXT. Why can't we do the same thing for ROH and AEW? What I feel like it's just flopping around, holding knew, it like knew, a prop. I knew he had a bone to pick. Yep. But that's because I'm saying collision, you figured out the sauce. But come on, you still got three other shows that you got to figure this sauce out with because I don't mean no harm. Look who your ROH world champion is and what is he doing? Well, leave my man uh, Cesaro alone. You know I like Cesaro. You know I like Claudio Castanoli. I'm just saying. He he had a great title defense against Pac. Yeah, but. That's my point. I, I know, I know. You don't have to tell me. I get it. I'm just, I know. I'm, I told you, I mean, I'm trying I, to be. I'm trying to be positive about AEW now. But I, you know, I, I, that's what I'm saying. I'm just giving some creative, some constructive criticism because Collision is great. I, <laughs> some some constructive creative for for Tony. Take to, Tony. Take notes, buddy. Because whoever is doing Collision, just let them get to say, okay, that's the show. What you can do on the other one, but say they were ROH. Their pay per views are great. I didn't watch the last one, but mm-hmm. I've been thoroughly impressed with the last few pay-per-views are ROH, but it's like but back to the judgment day. That's all I'm gonna say. Um I love them, but I'm just I hope their story after SummerSlam changes and I hope it changes, especially now that Kevin Owens is hurt. I hope they don't strip the titles from him. But if they had <laughs> to put them on the judgment day right now, because that would further their storyline. Bro, oof, let, let's let's just let's just close on that. So I'm gonna ask you two things. Two questions I have for you gentlemen. Does the judgment day break up? No. It's because oh. I'm, oh, I'm, ahead, okay. No, nah, no, nah, you good. Hear me out, because see, brother Brandon's <laughs> like, no, okay. I, this is I'm trying to throw a swerve at him like a curveball. I got a picture. Show of old Tani. Uh, be annoying, <laughs> man. Um, here's here's you spoke on it right, and I was thinking about it too. I was like, that's that's what I was thinking. But you said what what's to happen? At SummerSlam because Finn is is off his rocker. He's obsessed with hurting Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins wants all the smoke, right? I'm loving the fact that this their feud is so real. Finn is doing some of his best work. Seth Rollins is just on top of the world, and I don't want it to end. But I'm like, bro, this is going to go left field. They they resolve the issues the first time, but what happens if Finn ends up either almost beating him or or Damian Priest ends up costing Finn early on or something? Like like if Finn fails and somehow, but then Damian Priest tries to catch in, Finn gets offended and causes Damian Priest to lose his opportunity. Because now it's the first time because he came out there again the first time trying to help Finn. And Finn's like, yo, what are you doing? And he's like, I was trying to help. Like, what do you mean? He's like, nah, you was trying to cash in and eat off what I was doing. I could see something like that ha- similar happening again. You know what I mean? Once again, Finn, Finn getting into a space. And like I said, when I say Finn is off his rocker, Finn is tripping out. So, like, he may not be thinking straight. Rhea had to come out there and say, listen, let's not do this out here. This is Judgment Day business. Let's go backstage. Let's talk. And they and then later on, I think later that night, they ended up jumping Seth Rollins again or whoever it was that they jumped. And I was mm-hmm. like, okay, they, they seem to be in a good space right now. But, like, what, what happens if literally Seth Rollins is, 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 is about to lose and Damian Priest comes out there somehow 
causing Finn to either misstep, overlook. Seth Rollins catches him slipping, and he blames Damien. And Damien goes, well, shoot, you already lost. Let me cash in. And then he goes to cash in, and Finn is still offended by the fact that, well, I feel like I lost because you again. Now you're doing it on purpose. You're trying to steal my thunder. And what if Finn causes Damien Priest to lose, and then he, he has a failed cash in? There's no coming back from that, in my opinion. There's no coming back from that, in my opinion. Rhea Ripley keeps, Rhea Ripley keeps taking matches for Dom Dom, for Dirty Dom Dom. And, and what, if, what, if, what if he finds himself in a situation where he ends up getting beat up real bad or he ends up losing his title is because maybe he wasn't ready to take the match on. Like, this is, these are all the things that are spinning through my head thanks to Triple H. You know what I mean? Uh, mm-hmm. I, I don't know about replacing members because it's like the Judgment Day has become so popular. Now, I said something to Brother Brandon earlier. I said the Judgment Day, when they were a group, were a main event unit. But unfortunately, the Judgment Day has done their job very well, and they're getting each individual over to a different level. And it's like, man, how long can you keep this group together based off their individual popularities? And that, like, at, like one week, Damian Priest can main event a show. The next week, Dirty Dom can main event all three shows and carry the load. Like, he's the last one on the list. He's the most ex- inexperienced guy in the group. And he's starting to turn that freaking corner. What if he decides, mm-hmm. I don't yep. need the rest of the group. I'm starting to smell myself. And he's got Rhea Ripley, and she becomes his China but then what if she ends up having conflict is because she's too busy worried about Dom and protecting his behind that maybe she has issues trying to defend her women's world championship. So I'm looking at all mm-hmm. these internal conflicts that could potentially happen. I'm like, man, how long can these guys actually stay together? But here's another question. Mm-hmm. Is it the demon versus Seth or is it Finn versus Seth? Because what if the demon attacks Finn? I mean, attacks Dom, I mean, shoot, um, attacks Damien. And stops him from cashing in. Because he always say the, the demon is a different person. It's a different persona. He goes to a different... What, what if the demon seeks revenge for Finn Balor and says, no, I, I owe the demon a, re- a receipt because you cost him the title the first time. I came back to get the receipt. I don't, I'm not here. F- and Finn goes, it wasn't me. It was the demon. You think Damien Priest is one of his wants to hear that? <laughs> Mommy can only referee with so much. Then listen to me. This is this is why I asked the question. I said, man, so, this is... So- Mm-hmm. We have a real discussion about the demon. Has it lost know. its luster? I see. I don't think so. It because of and, okay. and as crazy as crazy as it sounds, and I'm gonna tell you just why I think it hasn't. It's because thanks to he whose name should not be mentioned, because every time we mention his name, we have technical difficulties. It it, it was a sideshow attraction in mm-hmm. NXT. Something fun. Every pay per view, it was all right, let's look forward to the paint. Uh, let's see how he matches the theme. You know, you had Sherlock Holmes theme at one point in time, and that chainsaw was weird, but we yeah. we liked it. it was, yeah, Texas Chainsaw Massacre slash like it was a, a the Jack the Ripper, you know, jump off because it was in London and there was a lot of callbacks to you know what I mean to uh, London folklore, and mm-hmm. you know what I mean. But then when he got to the main roster, they was like, no, let's use this on special occasions. We're not just going to keep bringing this out every pay per view. You're going to have this demon manifest, right? So it. And because we we have got it in scarcity, mm-hmm. the evolution of what that means can go a lot further than you realize. But it's got to be some sort of end game, right? So it's mm-hmm. like, well, 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 where now you're trying to figure out where that line is. You know what I mean? Where is where is that line? Where where do you decide that? I know there's animosity in Judgment Day. They they keep playing nice with each other, but after a while, somebody's going to get caught slipping. Somebody's going to cause a conflict. Somebody's going to cause. I don't know what it is, and it's like after a while with these factions, there's a reason they don't stay together because after a while, people want to strike out on their own. 
right? You have a legit four main, you had legit four main event talent caliber uh, players in one faction. And I'm just saying to myself, how long can you realistically keep these guys together? Look at DX. We had such a short time with DX because Triple H decided he wanted to be the game. He's like, you told me, play the game. I in the effing game. You know, the infamous mm. uh, interview you had with JR. Like, who's to say that doesn't happen with somebody else? With any, any, think about it. Any one of those four people in the Judgment Day could fit away at any point in, at any point in time. Damian Priest could smell himself because he drew with Bad Bunny because he has that, that contract. Brigades. Rhea Ripley is the women's world champion. She's like, well, I don't need none of y'all anyway. I could, I don't have to worry about that. I need to focus on my title. Dirty Dom Dom thinks he has Rhea in his back pocket. So what if he starts smelling himself saying, bro, it doesn't matter because I mommy's by my back and I'm the North American champion for now. Like who? And then what if Finn Balor goes, man, forget all of y'all. I was here first and I'm better than everybody. I'm the leader of the group. I don't want to got got rid of Edge. You know what I mean? Who mm-hmm. and, and I, I should be world champion because his pro the stuff he did as far as his interviews. With Seth Rollins, that whole segment they did a, a couple weeks ago, I was like, man, that was really, really good. And this is personal for Finn. He's not about winning that title. He's like, you took my career away from me, and and I never bounced back. Like we took some realism, right? Because he kind of never did, right? Finn never really got back to that main event status that he was supposed to be projected to. He got there. Don't get me wrong, but you know, he went back. He had to, at one point in time between his first Universal Championship that he had to relinquish, he had to go back to NXT and get his luster back. He turned heel for the first time. And he mm-hmm. showed a different dimension of who he was. Like he had to do that for a reason. So, like, who's to say that now that he's back? Like, yo, I, I'll do what I have to do to start over. It's because of something that I just naturally do. I don't know. I'm not convinced yeah. that these guys are going to stick around together. I mean, you're not off. <laughs> Cause like I'm <clears throat> and then you know, Seth Rollins already said, like, I don't know if y'all got a chance to check out his interview with Logan Paul. He's no, working. I haven't checked out yet. Sir, like he's got some. He thinks he got know, some injuries, right? He's banged he's got up. Some injuries, yeah. And it might be a time where you know Becky might be like, "Yo, you gotta go home." It's uh, it's it's best to do it now than get have another serious injury like tearing something. Mm-hmm. It's like he's proved this point. Yeah, and I know he probably want to get to WrestleMania, um, but he, he proved this point. You know, not to mention he's going out there. Huh? You what? Let him yeah, yeah. And, and that's what I'm saying. He might be trying to listen, but even still, though, that, that time between now and Survivor Series is enough of his body to try to recuperate. Mm-hmm. Or here's another wrinkle. Do you want to see Finn versus Roman at Survivor Series? Wow. What if it's what if it's Finn versus Damian Priest at Survivor Series for, for the title? Yeah, because you remember War or the Judgment Day versus the Bloodline for the, I mean, War Games. Uh, yeah, <laughs> War Games. Yeah, War Games. Uh, and JD so, McDonough picks up the extra man, and there, there you go. See, that's that's the part I'm not really sold on so much as far as JD McDonough is concerned. Because I'm like, they, it, I think at one point they teased it, but now you got to mm-hmm. start from scratch. You know what I mean? It's like they, it's, it's, it's they took another direction. To... Right. Oh, no, like, I'm yeah, just like... saying, just for War Games to make no, it more personal. I mean, yeah, but you know, it's you know how the uh, the mainstream audience is. After a while, you gotta have some type of follow up. And I'm saying to myself, like, the Judgment Day is not meant to be a legacy, a legacy faction. Like the Four Horses was a legacy faction because you just oh, plug and play. You plug and play members. The NWO, LWS is almost now almost a, le- a you know what I mean. The legacy faction. We're just the Bullet Club is a legacy faction. Whoever's whoever's up next, whoever puts on a jacket and two sweeps it up, you know. And it's like, 
where where do you uh where do you naturally draw the line? But it's 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 tough to say. It's 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 tough, but I'm just with everything going on, like I said, this build up, man, this road to SummerSlam is really throwing me off. But um man, whew, good conversation. Um to judgment day. I'm telling you, I, I got eyes on the judgment day. Like I more than more than the bloodline for once. I'm telling you, I got eyes on the judgment day. There's too much going on. They're involved in too much things, too many things. And I'm like, yo, something's up. Like Damian Priest has been really, really quiet into himself a lot lately. And I'm just like, man, something is something something is off. But like I said, we'll 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 we'll, we'll pick this back up next week. Um, but gentlemen, it does it, it, it this is the last thing we'll talk about. Like I said, I promise we're wrapping up because Brian has got to drive tomorrow. Is there anything that needs to happen at SummerSlam this year? Like did like this this has to happen uh, or what you call it like for instance the way Brock lost the match at SummerSlam last year and his spots uh, with the tractor we needed that that needed to happen because it didn't make it didn't make Brock look weak in a loss it looked like he just got outmatched and outnumbered which showed uh, one that he's human so it can be done and two it made the blood not look like a million bucks but as far as it, but even Brock it made Brock look first of all come out there with a freaking tractor. Like and he flipped, yeah. he flipped the goddamn ring over. Like that, that's a memorable moment, right? So it's like, is there any anything like that that needs to happen at this year's SummerSlam? So I'm gonna say this while Brian mm-hmm. is thinking about it. That's mm-hmm. what I that was part of my SummerSlam thing on the show. Um, we need entrances because we got the WrestleMania entrance, and I'm always I like a big over the top entrance. I like something different. But that's one thing. But as far as you, wrestling, you know we're not I, getting them interested because of the way they keep the way they keep setting up for field. They're trying to put as many butts in those seats as possible. <laughs> they they're not doing no elaborate stage. They're just doing like a little bit of screen and big and big uh Raps. big aisles. Walk they said we're gonna we're gonna fit as Walk many around. bodies in this place as, as possible. Bro, that joint was crazy last year. But it was it also I, sucked. You couldn't see. But this is what I'm I think needs to happen, and I'm gonna go mm-hmm. with I'm gonna go with leader returns to help Becky. So you think that needs to happen? Because Becky, I, I don't hate that. Oh, Becky got to keep that. fighting off Zoe. You know she needs an equalizer. That's that's true, yeah. and that'll lead to you know if you're gonna keep this going with them to another match, a tag team match down the line. Brother Brandon, you you might have a point right there. The reason why I say that because if y'all been paying attention to Lita's Instagram, Lita actually been like cooking, not cooking. You know, she's been in the kitchen though, and not. Oh. Like, I gotta be careful with that. Nah, yeah. <laughs> I just realized it's, it's twenty. It's it's twenty twenty three. Yeah, anybody who know me know better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No doubt. Yeah, was, yeah, I yeah. like that. I'm gonna use it, but like, not cooking, but in the kitchen. <laughs> but, but what I mean is, Lita been like hitting the indies, doing yep. little stuff here and she there, getting, getting getting reps in, and, and she could be, you know, she could be just one more match, you know, like. The the ongoing notion about Lita that I've mm-hmm. been noticing from a lot of people is either it's not so much that she ain't got it, it's just that her style now where she, she just can't do it where she used to, and yeah, there's people out there who's doing it better. Fast. Like Trish yeah. Stratus was never a high flyer, so mm-hmm. she could still work her same style essentially. Lita was yeah. a high flyer, but you know, neck injuries and stuff. You know, sure. she can't do the same she's, stuff. She's got it. She's got to be more. She can't do a tornado team. DDT off the top rope. Yeah, she can't be leader that we fell in love with. She can't do a got... from the right. top rope to outside of the ring. 
<laughs> Bingo. And now you got people like EO Sky and, and everybody else who can do that. So it's like can do it's not high really level. fair to yeah, it's not fair to say she can't keep up necessarily. It's right. just that it's just other women who can do what she was doing. Right. No, it makes sense. But here's Amen. my other thing, and I know you want to mm-hmm. get back to that. Um mm-hmm. talking to Mickey James over the weekend, and she made a good point about how well Your her good friend Mickey James. Her and Melina both said, you know, they're glad that this is now happening with women because we could have a Stone Cold, a Rock, Randy Orton, Edge, all of these older guys as in age-wise, not necessarily, you know, because I'm just saying, like, not their experience, but, like, but as soon as the women hit a certain age, it's frowned upon them coming back. So mm-hmm. thank you that Chris come back and, you know, Mickey James is still in that space that she's wrestling because, mm-hmm. you know, a few years ago, that was a no-no. So now we got women like Michelle McCool who's still out there that now is this opening the door for her to come back because we welcome back the men with a title run. And I'm still going to say it. I still want Trish to get to that title some way, shape, or form. I just don't know which title now because I don't want her near Rhea, but I don't I, want her near... I think with the I women, it's definitely... I think the women is definitely wide open for Trish to have that moment, though. That's, you know what I mean? Because one more, yo. That's it. I want her to have it. I do. I do. Look at guys. Thank, thank you, Trish T-shirt. But Look, we don't man. need her. I don't know if we need her with mommy right now. She's got to get the. She's got. But see, think about it though. If she, if she was, you would have an excuse because of the 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 issues with mm-hmm. Judgment Day. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because think about it. She could lose the title. And it might not be her fault. I mean, imagine, yeah. imagine, 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 Brandon. You you you're the champion right now, and and the realm has a triple threat match, and I and I pin Brian, right? And it's like, well, god dang, you know what I mean? Put yourself over, brother. Always. <laughs> <laughs> and then I go on a rampage and I just uh, destroyed everything and I start a downward spiral until I get my title back. Do you see what I'm saying? So it's like it's, mm-hmm. it's with with the with the people that have momentum, when they lose, as long as it makes sense where it's like, okay, well, it makes sense for you to lose because it wasn't your fault. Like Brock Lesnar yeah. losing because they've had to flip the ring, they buried him under everything. It was three on one. Also, mm-hmm. theory it makes when he loses it doesn't make him look bad because it's like well who's gonna win like god dang it he's human he had too many odds against that's just too much he couldn't fight off everything yeah because you they you find a way to make it make sense so if it's, if she decides to take time off or whatever the case may be and it's like well well why does why is real she just got it why would she lose so quickly well say so maybe the plan is she'll get it back in in a month and a half or we'll build to her getting her second or third title run whatever it may be. But this has to happen for the for us to get to that point before, and we're looking at it with LA Knight. Like it's, we're watching Triple H purposely. Like the the more he's not where fans want him to be, the more he's gaining the sympathy for the fans that watch him, and he's becoming over organically. And I'm like, bro, once they realize that he's a money maker, it's gonna be off to the races. So it's like there's there, there's these things that we don't expect, but as long as it makes sense going forward, you're like, man, anything could potentially happen. All right, talk to your boy. Mm-hmm. I want to know. Mm-hmm. I asked this question earlier, and I've been getting some heat. Uh-oh. But I want to know. They, you, you've been doing it since we've been going to these Ring of Honor shows. Brian used to go to Ring of Honor shows and be and be a heel, too, by the way. You just like drawing heat. I, this, I, have, I promise you, I'm not trolling. I'm not being a heel. Admit I want to know. Being a heel. It, it, it's pretty cool. You know, that, okay, that, that, I, that was, I respect that, was, that. That, that. That was a good moment. Um... <laughs> But what I want to know, and mm-hmm. I trust y'all, so I gotta ask y'all: Why is LA Knight so over? I've been what trying to figure it out. 
Thank you. What is it about him? And where did that it come from? Everybody loves and wants him to be in the main event. It's where because did it come from? It I'm, just happened out of nowhere. It's, it was, I'm going to tell you right now, it's organic sympathy. It's because he's one of the few guys that WWE will not give you they're not giving the people what they want immediately, right? If somebody mm-hmm. got over, it, when Daniel Bryan got over, they, less, they at least let him beat somebody else. They just didn't give him the title, mm-hmm. right? You saw him every week, whatever the case may be. LA, LA Knight is barely featured. And the less they feature him, the more people want him. Mm-hmm. He comes out there. He delivers on a mic. He has he has his moments, right? Because that's what they are, their moments. Mm-hmm. And he relates to the fans. Think about it. He comes out there and he caters to the fans the same way the Rock and them did. He comes out with a catchphrase. He comes out there. He has crowd participation. He has the L A night, like he used to do the Eli Drake joint. And like fans look forward to that's like that's like if if Road Dog was coming out there and you didn't give him a microphone. Mm. And, and you love to see Road Dog talk his talk, do his dance, and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then you weren't and you weren't allowed to see him every week. And the more you're not allowing them to see Mary, the more the fans are getting pissed. Like, we want to see L.A. Knight. And the more you... It's, it's almost becoming cool because he's, like, got this natural sympathy factor going for him because they just... They, 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 when you watch somebody that old purposely lose, it's like, come on, man, they're doing this on purpose. Because imagine they're sacrificing now for what you can probably get at the Rumble. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Or, or anywhere yeah. else. Like like we saw it with... Uh, what they... Gunta. I mean, yeah. he he made it all the way to the end of the rumble, and he was like, "Oh, this dude might have a chance of winning." Cody Rose throws him out. They had me convinced Cody Rose was going to win WrestleMania. The story was written already, and then he goes there and he loses. You know what I mean? So it's like mm-hmm. it doesn't surprise me what Triple H is doing when it comes to LA Knight. Like I said, I just think the fans that the less they give him, like he comes out in dark matches in between commercials, beats beats up Hurt Row, and all of a sudden Hit Row, whatever they call themselves. <laughs> uh, that was. You beat up hit roll, and all of a sudden it the, the clip goes viral on YouTube. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know, man. A, he wasn't that over in NXT, you know what I mean? But it's just right. like I just and it came out of, after that Mountain Dew, that pitch black Mountain Dew match. It was like, oh, LA he, was, like- he was starting to get over doing that part because he was so funny making fun of Bray Wyatt and his promos. <laughs> Remember that? Like people were starting to cheer him a little bit. <laughs> Like, you know, Bray Wyatt be out there getting, wow. <laughs> Bray Wyatt be out there getting deep and philosophical and doing his gimmick, mm-hmm. which we never really fully got. And the LA Knight would come out there. And he Bray would, Wyatt don't get his gimmick. No. He, uh, <laughs> he would throw his jabs out there and kind of clap back a little bit. And everybody's like, oh, this dude's clever. This guy's funny. This guy's, you know, unique. And then he comes out there. He comes out there with his let me talk to you. He comes out there with his, uh, his yeah. He comes out there with his little fake people's elbow. He comes out with his L. A night like <laughs> he caters he caters his, to the audience, but his he got creative player number ten music. It, they they tried to change it though. You know they tried to change it. He definitely <laughs> got that random freaking garage band music, Brian. You know about that, don't you? No, I'm bad. I think am I bad? Yeah, you good. Yeah, you good. Yep. All right. Yeah, you. It was a brief freeze. We're talking about La Knight's music. Yeah, he said he got creative creative player three's uh music. And I said it's something fresh out of a garage band. I said, you 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 were familiar with that, aren't you? <laughs> is he frozen again? I think he is frozen. I think he's frozen. Is, but I, I, don't get me wrong, I do like LA Knight. I was mm-hmm. happy that he made it to WWE. I hope the I hate to say this backstage rumors because the internet has ruined wrestling about oh, some people backstage aren't happy with him. 
Okay. That Brock Lesnar left out, walked out, but yet, or Ronda Rousey demands stuff. All these people difficult. It's such a loose term thrown around. Right. Oh, he's not like backstage, but hey, the fans like him. I just, I, I'm just waiting to see his payoff. I just can't I, figure out when he just got. He just started getting over. I don't think they had a payoff. I don't think they expected him to be as popular as he's uh as he's um as he's been, you know what I mean? And uh it's it's difficult for a lot of fans to I don't know, man. I don't know if they can just accept it or what or what it is, but he just he's he's just organically taking off. And like I said, it's this forbidden fruit theory. The more they take they don't give us LA Knight, the more people want to see him. So I don't know, man. It's crazy. I'll be what? interested to see what happens. I'll be. I think they're going to do something crazy with that U.S. title, mm-hmm. but I think it's. <clears throat> I think it's about to be a. The U.S. title is about to get some some love that it deserves. We'll, we'll listen to me. We'll definitely see and we'll definitely stay tuned for it. Brian, H, are you good? I think so. Can you hear okay. me? Yeah, we can hear you. Uh, we're just we're just about to uh, just about to wrap up, man. We just um, <laughs> just we just finishing up the conversation about L.A. Night and just kind of. <laughs> We tried to answer. I don't know how much of, of, of the answer that you actually got from us, but we were trying to answer, you know, what is this about L.A. Knight and just I think overall the way he gives to the fans and just this the fact that they won't give us L.A. Knight is that makes him it's, it's just this natural sympathetic feeling from the crowd. That's like, no, we, we want him now. And we can tell they're using like us being smart marks. We can tell you're holding somebody back. So that makes us like him even more. And they're like, well, shoot, if this is working. Why not? Let's, let's do this until people really want to pay some money for him. Because you know I mean? the thing is, like, all right, I, I, I think back to Stephanie and Triple H's promo. Mm-hmm. And remember when they said, yeah, you guys don't want to get what you want, but should we trust you? Remember they started trolling, they started doing the Fandango thing? Yeah, 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 that was, and I'm that like, was brutal. I, 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 I guess because, like, I'm still trying to see what is it about L.A. Knight that's got everybody going crazy, you know, like, mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, he cool, you know, but I, I don't need to see him. On, like, I'm not going crazy. I don't see him. You know what I mean? The yeah stuff is real cool. Like, that's fun to say. But so, you see his shirt sales, right? He's yeah. right behind Cody in the merchandise sales. Well, he's like I don't know. I don't know. Four and five or something. Yeah. yeah I, I, I don't, bro. I don't, I don't know what's going on. Like, what's, what the heck? Like, the dude. Was still number one. Well, I shouldn't say bloodline. Roman was still Roman, number yeah. one. Cody got number one. I was like, whoa. Like, that was a shock to me to see Cody had the number one spot still post-mania. Mm. Yeah, Cody I, found a way to be a baby face that people, like, still love in 2021 <laughs> or 23. You know, and he's he a guy, AEW was a heel. <laughs> bro, I'm telling you, man, he's he's on his Lex Luger vibes, the Lex Express uh, era. Well, I don't know if y'all watch, um, I think it's called Tonic Wrestling. They did a giveaway, and a eight-year-old boy got it because his mom submitted a thing, and because mm-hmm. they knew Cody, they took him to the show. He's over there in Wembley. The show that they had at Wembley, mm-hmm. the uh, kid was there at the show. Cody texted him, said, "Bring him backstage." He was backstage. I said, "This is the stuff that's going to keep Cody in the scene around of I'm still doing this for kids. They love me. I'm gonna keep kissing his belt." Passing it out to a kid. As long as my music is still people singing along, no matter what I do, I can still finish my story. Yeah, dude. I, oof, man, 
It's uh, <laughs> we jumping around. Oh, y'all, is it just me or y'all just switching? <laughs> nah, I y'all was just trying to spots on the screen. I jumped off the the um the gimmick here the gi- and then the went gimmick. to the phone, and now I'm back. Okay. Nah, so that's just that's what that's what pros do. You feel me? But that's I mean, way, and, you know, and you know what? And you know, I'm gonna tell you this, uh, and I know we gotta wrap it up. Mm-hmm. Melina said, you know, heels control everything, so that's why she True. liked it when she was heel. She can control the pacing, control everything. That's why mm-hmm. Hollywood Brian Hogan is the heel. Yeah, Look, Hollywood Brian H. All you fans throwing trash in this ring. See, you can and stick I, it, I was like, I, I, I need, um, I, I was gonna get a Hollywood Hogan shirt, but now I can't because. <laughs> It'll never stop. Oh, nah, it's, def- it's, it's definitely like, so, so. Like I got, I got. I'm working on Brother Hughes 100 gump proof. You king of the gumps. And then, we, and then we got it. Oh, trust me, we're gonna come up with all the new stuff. We just and then we got to get Brian H's Hollywood Brian H some type of Hollywood Hogan S type shirt. And, we, and we're gonna we're gonna get it so you can slit it down the middle and hit one of these. It just you know. Ooh, anyway. <laughs> But um, hey, look, I'm I'm Hogan's last black fan, so yeah, man, it's it's it's, it's not many. <laughs> <laughs> it's not many. It's not many, man. He's just he's an island by himself, man. But yeah, I did public relations work for six years. Let mm-hmm. let me talk to him. I I can I can I can I can fix this thing for him. I think I think I don't think it's him. You have to fix it for him, man. I just think it's the outside audience is just not trying to bite. He's not saying the right stuff, bro. We, okay, we, that's we, fair. We learned how to like pivot and stuff. You know, look, it's funny. As much as I hated public relations at Morgan, <laughs> I worked yeah. at it for so long. I mean, that's where all the fine women was at, but still, um, they was definitely like... was all in doing PR. Right? You haven't noticed <laughs> that? Like, we need a PR. Yes. Go figure. We know. <laughs> Let me guess. Your public relations major, huh? It makes so, sense. Huh? I was just yeah. like, now we connect the dots. Yeah, mm-hmm. didn't see that coming. Of course, right. I, did. I mean, but don't get me wrong. You know, there were some ones that was in the. Uh, in TV production as well, I know, think it's definitely. I think it's. I think it's more now than it's ever been because back in the day, it was. It wasn't. You know, it wasn't mm-hmm. as prevalent because they were all. And then little, and little. Never mind. <laughs> never mind. <laughs> never mind. It's just we're not going to remember too much about uh, the ladies yeah. in the public relations era during that time. But they, mm-hmm. they definitely, you could tell. You can tell who was in public relations and who wasn't. But, Facts. But yeah, but I mean, uh, ho- hopefully we answered your question, um, Brother Brian. I think that's I think it's something that we're probably going to end up having to talk about again as we kind of figure out what's really going on. And I think I don't know. This is weird. It's like it, it doesn't make sense right now, but I think eventually it will. And uh, you know, us being guys of superior wrestling intellect, I think when the time is right, we'll be able to kind of dissect, you know, the beginning, the middle, and hopefully not the end, but you know, the the climax of the height of the popularity that uh a guy like la knight will eventually find himself but listen if you want to follow us on all social media platforms remember it's at wrestling realm subscribe to our patreon twitch and youtube at the wrestling realm youtube.com slash wrestling realm brothers it's been another one of those thought-provoking nights and i appreciate you all man like i said next week is our is our official preview show and did we lose them again I think we lost him again. It's okay. Okay. But um, next week is officially our official preview show where we're going to sit down and really, really dissect the matches. We'll give some predictions. And, we you know, we'll kind of we'll just prepare our minds and our hearts to uh, go into SummerSlam weekend. But, Brother Brandon, you have anything uh, you want to say before we get out of here to the fans? 
Of course I did. But mm-hmm. um, I do want to say this, and I'm saying it on the wrestling round now because mm-hmm. I'm going to put them on the spot. Um, coming soon on Championship Culture will be Who Wore It Better? The Big Eagle Edition. So Ooh-wee. get yourself ready, um, the real Dwayne Alley, because this is going to have to include – I already got you on board. We're going to need you for this one too because I want to hear Who Wore It Better? The Big Eagle Edition. Don't Man. you worry. It's coming soon. Once we lock down this date, it's going to, I can tell you this. It's going to be on a Tuesday. That's not a spoiler. That's a guarantee. It'll be on a Tuesday. But Got it. Better. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just, man, that, that title is such a short-lived title. It bothers me. Yep. But I, 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 I think I know who you're going to say more better, but let's save it for you, championship uh, culture. Okay. I was, I was about to say, you want to take a guess right now, or should I just? No, no. We're going to save okay. it for championship culture because this is going to be uh, – um, uh, interesting one, so be on the lookout for that. I got a couple other shows with myself and he are working on. I think you'll be happy with what's coming next. Um, mm-hmm. but I could definitely give that spoiler of who wore better will be coming, and it might turn into a whole series because come to find out, a lot of people want to know who wore certain things better. We shall see. No, definitely he- head over to youtube.com slash the wrestling realm under the championship culture playlist, man. You listen to me. This is the content that you just these conversations matter to us as far as our community is concerned. So definitely championship culture is something you do not want to miss. It is one of the hottest shows that's out right now. It's doing amazing numbers for us. And trust me, if if you if you really, really, really want to learn about championship titles, championship replicas, the culture of it. The dates, there's so much to man that 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 Brandon goes into, man. It's just like, and, and it's such him and brother Hugh just produce some amazing content each and every week. So go back and binge it. And, and I cannot wait to be a part of the conversation of who wore better, the Big Eagle, because I, I got some. I don't know if I told the story. Brandon's just heard so a thousand times about my beef with the uh, why I don't have the Big Eagle Championship replica right now. There's a very specific reason, and it's a story that I always tell, and I, and it has has something to do with my brother, and I, I know we're supposed to forgive because God always forgives us, but that's one thing I have yet to forgive him for to this day, and I remind him every day, like, bro, this is your fault. We don't have this title, but I'm not going to get into that. I'm going to save that story because every championship <laughs> has a story, and best believe the Big Eagle has quite a big one for me. So, man, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. That's going to be really exciting, so. Championship culture, ladies and gentlemen, youtube.com slash the restaurant. Brian, H, any last words before we get out of here? Good brother. Um, nah, just uh follow me at Brian H. Waters. I will be on the ground at Jobber Slam. Uh, so make sure y'all catch the content there, doing double duty, doing uh ring of wrestling content, wrestling realm content. I'm Brian H. Waters. That's what I do. Uh because that's man. what I do. <laughs> And I'm looking to take a vacation soon, but we'll Good. get all this situated. Good, brother. You definitely deserve it, man. But ladies and gentlemen, join us next week, uh, like I said, for our SummerSlam preview show where we'll go more into depth about the matches and just SummerSlam at all, man. It's going to be a fun weekend. It's going to be a fun show. And uh, we we look forward to coming back. Thank you for hanging out with us. I know we ran a little bit late, but thank you for hanging with us and joining us each and every week. Like I said, catch up on all of our content on YouTube.com slash The Wrestling Realm. Follow us on all social media platforms. Trust me, you do not want to miss the shenanigans. Brother Hugh will be back sooner rather than later. Brother Drew Willingham, Lynn, Janelle, everybody, everybody that supports us. Um, We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We cannot thank you enough. One last word. Mm -hmm. I just tweeted this. The Orioles play the Yankees this weekend at Camden Yards. Y'all oh, yeah. can save twenty dollars 
on them tickets because they're gonna be a hot ticket because guess they what? The Orioles, Orioles in first place and the Yankees in last or close this, to it. This thing is a coming to town, man. Yeah, so and uh if, if I know it's a lot of Yankee fans here, but did y'all see uh real quick, did y'all see that the Orioles turned Tampa Bay in the Camden Yard South? And bro, were... I everybody was talking <laughs> about that. Like I got to yeah, work, this... my coworker was like, Do you notice that? It seemed like it was a home game, didn't it? I said, Heck yeah, yeah. I don't know what was going on. Everybody flew to Tampa for the weekend. They was like, Look, we're gonna have our vacation, watch the birds, where before exactly. like this has always been Yankee Stadium or Fenway Park South. Nah, homie. You know, but like when I went to the Orioles game, when I watched them beat the Yankees last mm-hmm. January, I mean, mm-hmm. last September before Battle Club show, um, it, it, it was it was it was some bur- it was some uh, black and orange in there. You know, it was definitely some black and orange in there. But yeah, save y'all twenty dollars. That's right. Hell, the seat seat geek right seatgeek.com. That's right. This is the weekend, man. It's the Birdland takeover. Join us next week. We shall be back. But we out of here in the meantime. Peace. <laughs> Houston, we have a problem. Yes!